Bye, Clark Kent. Bye, Clark Kent. Bye, bye, Lois Lane. <laughs> no way, man. Always hold on to Smallville. Always hold on to Smallville. Oh, we have so much to discuss. <laughs> I know, right? It's only it should be a relief. We're only watching. We only watched two episodes this week, <laughs> and there's still so much, so much uh, to to work through. <laughs> yes. Yep. Shall we get started? Yes. Uh, my name is Stephanie, and you are Robin, and we don't want to wait. We, we have, don't want to wait. Have covered ten seasons in just over a year. That is amazing. <laughs> Uh, it should be a podcast record. Uh, you know, I do talk about Shoe a lot on this show. And I was t- I messaged uh, uh, the host, uh, Derek Russell, last night and said, Hey, just so you know, we covered 10 seasons of Smallville. I can't think of any other podcast that's ever done that. Because <laughs> 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 it's true. Like most, most podcast, any, uh, any po- Smallville podcast I know, there's one that's going on right now. That's probably in like the fifth season, but like like uh, shoe didn't get started until probably like uh, I think the sixth season. So oh wow yeah yeah. <laughs> but uh, so we're we're I'm I I'm calling it. I think we're the only podcast that has covered all ten seasons of Smallville. I mean, please, uh, uh, listeners, prove me wrong. Um, let me know. I will listen to that podcast if, <laughs> if it's out there. But I think we are the very de- – we are devoted mm-hmm. television watchers. I think we're the only podcast that's covered the uh, all, all the seasons of you know, uh, Dawson's Creek too. I'm sure of it. It, t- it takes somebody – that's what it says about me and you. It takes somebody like us, <laughs> obsessive uh-huh. television watchers, to follow through – and to get it done, I know because it, it it just feels out of sorts if we don't. I'm finished. Oh no, there's no way. Yeah. No, we were. I mean, I don't care if my family didn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to call in sick to work, it was going to get done. Yeah. There's TV shows that I've been finishing up, that I finished up last night, Ages of Shield and Supergirl. I've been kind of like you know bored a little bit by them, mostly by Shield, not by uh, Supergirl. Um. And uh, getting getting really annoyed, but no, I'm not gonna st- I'm not gonna stop watching. I finished them up last night. I was very happy about myself, and I was like, you know what? I have the option of whether or not I want to continue <laughs> next season. Uh-huh. I'm really hoping I don't get roped in again because I want to be a movie guy now. <laughs> oh. I don't want to watch a. I don't want to have like ten shows on my plate. You know, I want to have whatever we're watching here, and maybe like one or two prestige shows. And uh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> well, I want to be the person that can, if I'm bored with a show and it's not, I'm not enjoying it, to mm-hmm. give it up. Yes. Let it go. Oh my let God. Go. So much wasted time. Yeah. I, don't waste your time suffering through something you don't enjoy. Yeah. Anyway, I just. But this was enjoyable. Oh yeah, absolutely. This was enjoyable. Let's get back to Swalville. Yeah. Uh, I did want to mention this is our 125th episode of We Don't Want to Wait. Oh, wow. Yep. <laughs> It took us 53 podcasts to cover 10 seasons of Smallville, all 217 episodes. 53. Wow. And that was 53 on weeks. Hulu, on Hulu, it will uh, count down and show you how many episodes you have. It was so, you know, mm. you have 118 episodes left. You have 75 episodes left. You have 43 <laughs> episodes. You have two episodes left. Yep. Oh, that's so The sad. same with my, like, TV check-in podcast, or not podcast, app. Uh, as soon as I check in, it would say like how many I have left. Um, so, oh, uh, so.
So uh, I wish I had some sort of like news or whatever to wrap up. I mean, we kind of know where everybody goes after this. I mean, Tom, he's he does like movies for a little bit and then he's on Lucifer. Uh, Erica goes right over to Saving Hope and then she's on Supergirl playing the mother of uh, Kara Zorel, who is only 11 years younger than her. Uh, <laughs> I looked at I was watching it last night, by the way. Can I say uh, Erica Durant's in a super suit uh, with superpowers um, fighting alongside Supergirl was pretty awesome. I had to say, if you're going to sign up for Supergirl and you're a Smallville fan, you got to be there for that because that was – she had the F-shield on and everything and she was shooting um, beams out of her eyes. It was, a, it was amazing. Anyway, uh, what, what else? Uh, Kristen goes on to Beauty and the Beast. And um, Justin Hartley goes to he does like a like a CW medical thing, right? Like Emily oh, Owens, with, right? Yeah, with, with um, yeah, yeah. I watched that. And then uh, this is us. Uh, let's see, Sam Jones the third well, goes some... goes to jail. Oh, <laughs> poor Sam. What does Allison Mack do? Oh boy, we did. We've talked enough about what Allison Mack did. Well, I mean, I know what she's doing presently, but <laughs> what did she do like right after she, Smallville? Oh, well, I mean, during during the tenth season when she was she had so much time off, she would uh, she was doing plays and she was also filming Reese the series, which was like you know like this web steampunk series. I think I brought it up a few times here. Mm. Who are we missing? Michael Rosenbaum. He was actually shooting uh, Breaking In during uh, this. And uh, he had shot the pilot. He was like a recurring character named Dutch. He was really funny. I don't know if you ever saw that show. Mm-mm. Oh, it was really funny. Um, it was too bad it got canceled. It was like a, it was like about a security firm run by Christian Slater. <laughs> and mm. uh, Oh, this is when Christian Slater, they gave him a million shows. Yeah. That never worked they finally, until Mr. Mr. Robot. So good at Mr. Yeah, Robot. And he doesn't even matter on that show. Like it's what he he's Mr. Robot. <sighs> but it's right. Rami Malik. Yeah, Rami Malik. It's his show. Like yeah, oh, he's so good. I'm even going to watch that Papillon remake. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because he's so good. He's opposite, like the Sons of Anarchy guy, though, who is just like void of. <laughs> Yeah, he is pretty boring, but he he got that role, and he requested that Remy Malik be cast. Oh, like I said, they respect to him then. Yeah. Um, who else did we have we watched over this? Uh, well, we did say Michael Rosenbaum and Breaking In, but like he didn't. I mean, he was on, he was on Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> He's got a podcast called Inside of You. Yeah, and that show Imposter, Impastor, Impastor. Oh. I want to watch that. I want to see that too. I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> Let's see it that bad. <laughs> oh god, my cable just got upgraded. I have TV Land now. Maybe I have access to it, like on demand or something. And guess what else I got? TCM. What? TCM. Oh, I'm you so didn't excited. have TCM. No, you didn't. Whoa. I'm like looking through. I'm like, okay, I'll record that. I'll record that. I'll record. That's why I'm like, I'm gonna be movie guy now. I'm gonna take a break from from like watching like 20 shows at a time, and. Watch a bunch of movies because I'm really missing out. And when you have a show like We Don't Want to Wait <laughs> and you're trying to fit in like a, a, a budget of like, you know, 10 to 20 TV shows as well, you don't really have any time for movies ever. Yeah. 
Unless you just straight up get get out of your house and go to the movie theater. Otherwise, you're sitting there in front of your TV going, oh, I should catch up with Luke Cage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cloak and Dagger. Cloak, oh, Cloak and Dagger is really good. I'm going to keep watching that. That's really good. I wish I – I just don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pose. I'm trying to watch Pose. Oh, you know, Ryan Murphy. We've talked, yeah. about, we've talked about him. Popular. We're the only podcast that covered the entire <laughs> series of Popular. And Hellcats. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's been a my, my so-called life podcast out there. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's podcast fodder, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay, let's get to it. I'm trying Finale, to think. Of, did we think? Part of, one of, did we forget huh? anybody else? Anybody in the main cast? Uh, Annette Tool. Annette, Annette O'Toole. <laughs> Annette O'Toole. <laughs> I know, you know, when you were talking about how Erica Durant is only 11 years older than <laughs> than Supergirl. Supergirl, yeah. Every time Annette O'Toole is on, I know Martha in the comics is kind of an older lady. Oh, yeah, she's like elderly. Like they, yeah, they portray her as old. So I'm trying to figure out, do, are they making Annette O'Toole kind of look older, matronly? Hmm. Because no, I think she she's, has these, she's got, she has these gray streaks in her hair, and I was just wondering, are they making her look more frumpy? Side note: I think she looks great in this episode, but the, the this finale, I think she. Looks, I mean, I don't think she looks bad, uh-huh. but I just keep wondering: are they trying to make her look older, or is this the way Annette O'Toole looks? I think it's the way she looks. I remember seeing a live performance with her and Michael McKeon, like singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiss at the end of the rainbow together on stage, and uh, she looked just like, you know, not like not exactly like Martha Kent, but she didn't like change her hair or anything, hair color. She probably did something with her. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, I was so sad. Kristen Crook's uh, show Burden of Truth was supposed to start on the CW this week. They pushed it ahead a few weeks because they want to push their summer show, The Outpost, which I have no interest in. I mean. Basically, because I don't want to get sucked into anything, so I didn't even look up what it's about. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of it. I don't even, I don't even know anything about it. Yeah. Um, Laura Vandevoort, she has done Bitten. Mm-hmm. I, I like that show. Callum Blue, he's not doing much. He's like doing a movie here and there. Oh. Seth's going to watch all of them. No. Let's <laughs> start a new podcast. We don't want to call him. I mean, is he is he a bad actor or what? I'm or telling you, just he's not like the 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 most charismatic charismatic person on um on uh, Dead Like Me. Dead Like he Me. He's so good um, on that. Huh. I I just think he just didn't fit the part of, of Zod. Yeah, miscast. Sam Witwer, what's he been doing? You should know. You're, I do not know. Got, he did. He was doing like the uh, the Star Wars video games. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he was. Uh, wasn't he in? Um, wasn't he in Solo? Like a, a voice, I think. Yeah, he was the voice of uh, su- a surprise character in uh, um, the la- uh, bleh, in Solo. I surprise character. I can't say who the surprise character is. Did you see Solo? I saw Solo, but okay. There Nothing was a character that popped up to me. at the end. There was a surprise. I talked to Amelia Clark. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I any really of the other, don't care. Any of the other main cast members? John John Schneider went to jail for a few hours um, <laughs> for because uh, he was missing on alimony payments. But he's also been trying to promote music and stuff. 
He's broke. Yeah, he's pretty Bless broke. Bless his heart. Yeah. Um, ba 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 I don't think there's anybody else. Oh, Whitney. Whitney. <laughs> Whitney was in the cast credits. Uh, I don't know what he's been doing. <laughs> Eric Fordman. Or Eric uh, Johnson. I always get the name mixed up. Whitney <laughs> Fordman, Eric Johnson. Oh, he was in... Um... What was the sh- golly the B- BBC America show Tatiana Maslany? Mm. Orphan Black. Oh yeah, that's he was right. a, he was an Orphan Black in the later seasons. Yeah, he was like uh, the guy that Allison cheats on her dopey husband with uh, for a, I a hot second. Her dopey husband. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Although he's super <laughs> creepy in the Hand- Handmaid's Tale. I don't know if we're ever going to watch that, but. <laughs> Oh, that's what we should watch. <laughs> I'm telling you, we, we have to figure this out by the end of the episode. We'll talk. Maybe we'll, okay. rec- we'll maybe we'll uh, keep it in our conversation. But we we can tell everybody that we're going to take a little, at least a two week break, and uh, and we'll get back. Yeah, meet up in New York. Yeah, meet up in Anybody New York. In New York or in, in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm going to be in Atlanta with you. Yeah, but you're going to be in New York. Con. Dragon Con. Hit us up. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta, July 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. We're doing Statue of Liberty on Friday in the Met. Oh, that's New York. You just said Atlanta. Oh, sorry. Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's early. Saturday, we're going to the Bronx. We're going to the Bronx Zoo. Sunday, we're going to Brooklyn, the Brooklyn flea market. We're going shopping. Nine-nine. Sunday. And then. And then Sorry. Monday we're going to what are we doing? Monday is Coney Island. Oh, nice! Can't wait to see all the pictures. Yeah, I got a new phone Ooh, that nice. takes good pictures. I'm going to take the selfie stick. Mm-hmm. Wish I could meet you, but I'm taking way too many vacations. I'm, and I will at least I know I'm going to see you in Atlanta. If I didn't know I wasn't going to see you in Atlanta, I would probably try to figure out some way to get a bus down there or something. But yeah, it'll be reunited and it'll feel so good. Yeah, we'll be like peaches we'll be and herb. Eight years, yes, since we last saw each other. Yep, yep. Which, uh, according to the Smallville finale, is the future. So, anyway. okay, let's get bring to us that. back around. <laughs> finale. Okay, first part written by Al Septian and Terry Meyer. Second part written by Brian Peterson and Callie Souders. First part directed by Kevin Fair, and second part, the returning champion Greg Beeman comes back to record. The final hour of Smallville. And this is the one where Clark steps into the light and becomes Superman. Okay. Let's start off with... Okay. Okay. So, okay. Chloe and little little Chloe and Oliver's child. Uh, Ollie Jr., maybe named Connor. (laughs) Oh, God, no. His name is Clark. Sure. I don't, Morgan's friend babysits. I've been meaning to bring this up. Morgan's <laughs> friend babysits a baby named Clark. Oh, he is the chosen <laughs> one. It's so weird. Where was he found in a field in Kansas? <laughs> oh, I'd name love to name. If I had a son, I'd name him Clark for sure. Really? Oh, oh. it's so old-fashioned. It doesn't matter. I'm an old-fashioned guy. My kids are named Juliet, Isabel, and uh, Sarah. I, I, I I'm <laughs> totally fine. I'm not naming my kid Zeke or, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, I don't think I'm making any babies anytime soon, though. Too old. You think I, you're done? I, I think I'm done. Barely keeping up with these kids. I think I'm I'm ready for grandchildren yeah. at this point. 
I'm really not. But anyway. Anyway. So. You know, I have beat by beat of this finale written down. Okay. So. Okay. Go ahead. Again. Uh, uh, all right. Hold on. Uh, cat kicked the door open. Okay. All right. So my first note is uh, Chloe has a kid. Because, uh, you know, you're not really let into the fact that um, this is the future just yet. <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, I've seen television before. Yeah. And I figured, oh, we've we've uh, jumped ahead jumped several years now. Year. And I don't know if you noticed, but he's got little toy arrows sitting next to his bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's got a superhero shirt on. Yep. Do you know what it is? No. Warrior Angel. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But he is reading a Smallville comic. And right. it is a comic where the hero is Superman and he's called Clark in the comic. So I'm wondering, hold on a second. Is does everybody know that Superman is Clark Kent in the future? <laughs> because we're you know, she's about to read his origin story to, in this like what seems to be a published DC comic. Uh or has this entire show been some a story that Chloe has read to her son all along? <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord It's all been uh, just a comic book story What? And it takes place in a crystal ball What? No <laughs> uh, No I don't think it's anything like that They're all dead They're They all just dead. dead this whole time Oh my god It's purgatory <laughs> Nope it's not purgatory Yes it's purgatory <laughs> uh, there, It's uh, the Smallville's been on the back of a giant turtle Floating around the sea <laughs> Um, anyway, so uh, Chloe's telling the story. She says uh, that he's uh, Clark is about to face his greatest challenge, and uh, I love I love the comic book panels. You see, like you know, Clark in the cornfield. It's classic, and and you see like Clark in school with Chloe and Pete there. You know, so they didn't kind of forget where they came from. Mm-hmm. Okay, but she's telling her son that Clark turned his back on his parents. Mm-hmm. So this is the theme of the finale, that Clark turned his back on his parents. Yes. Number one, how is a kid going to understand this? And number two, <laughs> what the – I don't get it. Does it doesn't it, make any sense. You realize, I don't get it. She's, she's like, listen, young Connor. It's probably his name is Connor. Listen, if you, if you turn your back on your parents, an entire fiery planet of apocalypse will come <laughs> and destroy the earth. <laughs> so don't you ever – it's like it's like the guy with no one arm on Arrested Development. That's what happens when you turn your back on your parents. The apocalypse will come. <laughs> um, no, do you want clarification of uh, uh, back turn? No, because our because our friend Jen Wynn, uh, uh messaged me last night and was just like he turned his pick back on his parents when. <laughs> And yeah, see, this didn't make any sense, and it just okay. Go ahead. Well, I think you know it gets into it a bit later, but you know when it comes to the Kents, I think turning his back on his past on Smallville, selling the the farmhouse that's that's symbolic of turning his back on his. Parents. So he's feeling guilty about yeah. selling the farm. And he I'll, should. And, <laughs> and also in the last episode, he deactivated the fortress, which means he turned his other dad just completely off. <laughs> So he's turned his back on his parents. He's he's gonna he's decided he's he's gonna face this all on his own. Also, um, his uh, his uh, true love has decided that uh, you know it's probably a better idea that he face things on his own. That he doesn't waste time on her. So he is just 
you know, trying to like get the strength together to just do this all on his own, and everybody around him is telling him, "No, no, 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 no! You you need us. You need your past. You need everything you've learned. You need you need your foundation, like Lois. Uh, you need all this stuff. You don't don't just totally turn your back on everything. Always hold on to Smallville stuff. Okay, but I think this. I think the problem goes back to Jorel. Mm. What the what the hell is Jorel? What is Jorel's intentions? What are Jorel's motives? He makes no sense. Mm. Is he an asshole? Is he, does he love his son? Mm-hmm. He can't love his son because he's a machine. He's a computer program. What what are these trials? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is my training? My tr- like you don't realize not- we've been watching his trials and training this entire time, Steph. Every episode of Smallville was a trial from Jorel, or. And not like he actually set up everything up, but the 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 challenges you go through growing up are the trials you face to become you know your own superhero. Um, so what Clark went through was you know meteor freaks, sorry, meteor infected, um, <laughs> phantoms, um, Kandorians, um, you name it. <laughs> Okay. These are the trials he's gone through to finally become Superman, and uh, you know okay. it's just like a, I, I think it's a way to like you know be like this is the f- series finale. That, so everything that we've been through to this point, always hold on to Smallville because this is this is what uh, got us to this point. This is what made him the man that he is today. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that's the whole point of the series is. This is Clark before Metropolis. Yeah. This well, is before Clark Superman, before. at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. And yes, Jarrell is a dispassionate AI program. And when we see real Jarrell played by uh, Julian Sands, you can see that he was a much kinder guy that probably, I don't know, he made some tough choices, but he also was like, I seem to be a, a, a compassionate person. Okay. Right. I mean, especially okay. that last message to to Clark was pretty compassionate. When he came back as his, his own clone, he was a pretty nice guy. He wasn't like, "I'm going to take all your power." I, I, I swear. It's I I I sometimes wonder if like the AI program that is Jarrell um, got its like emotion chip damaged <laughs> because some of the stuff is like i'm gonna just take all your all, all your powers away left and right you know i'm gonna i'm gonna trap you in in ice i'm gonna you know i don't know i'm gonna i'm not gonna Give say anything powers to somebody else yeah exactly so all right so we go to connor's <laughs> his name is probably connor uh to his mobile solar system and then all of a sudden we're we're in space and the title credit comes up says seven years earlier, which just makes me so happy because I love. I mean, it is amazing that we're doing this in 2018. Yes, I know it's so <laughs> awesome, and I've been holding that to it's close to my chest for this entire time. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna we're gonna be done in 2018, <laughs> and, and 2018 <laughs> is when oh my god, <laughs> uh, I love this. Why show. seven years? Um, I think uh, they wanted to show that. I mean, they didn't want it. Um, they wanted to give you like a sneak peek of what, like Clark and Lois doing classic Clark and Lois Superman stuff. Um, that you see that it all led to what you would read in the comics, 
you see like uh, a, a little sneak peek of what Al, uh, excuse me, uh, Chloe's been up to. You see, grown up. You see, okay, back. You see, this is what uh, this is Morgan's observation. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chloe ends up married to Oliver with a with a child. Mm-hmm. That's great. Chloe got shit on this entire series, and she ends up great. Like that made Morgan happy to know that Chloe ends up with a great life, even though she got, you know, the raw end, uh, the bad, the bad, but just the bad, the her, the hands that she was dealt through this entire series were terrible. But she ended up how so? Good. Uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, well, just that uh, her being in love with Clark and Clark, yeah, not reciprocating yeah. and. Just in a bad situation, you know, uh, her husband gets gets oh, yeah, uh, injured by yeah. Doomsday and then gets killed, mm-hmm. and you know, just that. N- Chloe was the person that got, and she went through abused, abused constantly. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I don't know. I I I think she went through some stuff. She had to figure out her purpose at the same time as uh, Clark. She had been through this entire ten year process as well. Um, but she, yeah, she came out great on the other side. She's doing like a dual life thing in Star City where she's like Watchtower, but she's also, um, a reporter, something she's always wanted to do. So, and you know, she's, she's locked down Justin Hartley, uh, <laughs> and, uh, she's got a kid she can read comic books to and talk and talk wistfully about her old crush Clark. <laughs> um, anyway, so. We're still in the opening teaser. <laughs> Seven years earlier. Okay, so a fire. Okay, see- wait. Mm. Uh, never mind. I'll save this for later. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So a fiery planet approaches Earth, and immediately, all of a sudden, a meteor like flies by, and it creates the opening credits, which was just uh, like a great transition. Um, I, I don't know if you noticed how how smoothly that went, but hmm. and then we had, of course, the best theme song ever. Mm-hmm. Which, if you watched on Hulu, uh. It's divided into two separate episodes, um, but mm-hmm. for anybody watching the finale live or like on Blu-ray, this is the last time you see the opening credits. Um. Um, in a video you're never going to watch that I posted in the Facebook group, it actually puts all the different – all the many seasons of the opening credits together and you kind of see the changes to every one of them and they just like, kind of play simultaneously at the same time. It's pretty cool. Best thing mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, like, I, I mean, I feel like I could tell you what, you know, I feel like I know the credits very mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And it's just because it's the, here's what we worked really hard on. We worked really hard on this on this scene, <laughs> this action scene of Clark doing this and Clark doing that. And we thought it turned out really well. This is our best, best hits, our mm-hmm. uh, best of. Yeah. Some spectacular work this show has done. Some, some, just, oh, I love this show. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of it still holds up. Like, mm-hmm. looks really great now. Oh yeah. Uh, seven years earlier, uh, we have Lois and Clark at the Daily Planet on the day that would have been their wedding day, and Clark is a bit bitter about this, but he's also kind of persisting. Well, he gave Lois uh, her space. Yeah. To let her deal with it, because he knows her. He knows this is what she needs. And she still hasn't decided to, you know, are you, you don't ignore what I said last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like persisting at 
stopping Lois from canceling that. Like Lois keeps picking up the phone to cancel things, and he's like, he just keeps getting yeah. in her way. Yeah, he's, she said. Uh, he said most people take time off, take the day off on their wedding day, and she said, well. From that underroo sticking out from under your shirt, it looks like you've been busy too. That's right. That was really cute because you know every little boy of your age, of our age, had mm. Superman underroos. Yeah. I had Wonder Woman underroos. Did nice. you have underroos? Uh, my parents were too cheap. Well, yeah, I was probably very like my grandparents probably bought mine. No, uh, I don't. Know. I'm the kind of guy that um, get the toy toy catalog from Sears and I'd cut out all the toys and play with them oh, as yes. if they were toys. Oh my gosh! I got the Sad. I got a pin and the Sears catalog, yeah. and I circled everything I wanted. I know I'd circle but everything yeah, and then I'd cut them out because I realized they're not buying me all this. So anyway, we're back to kind of like the tearful conversation where she says the world needs him, but she's in the way, and he says, "You're not in the way. You're by my side, and you're going to have to leave me standing at that altar." So, and speaking of Alter, we go to Ollie and Chloe, who I don't know if they have any, they don't have any idea what's going on. They're just decorating <laughs> as if the, it's all on. Everything's fine. Well, it's like Chloe knows, but it's like Oliver's like, what are we doing here? We're putting flowers. <laughs> time consuming. I don't do work. I'm rich. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't we have people for this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're also reminiscing about the wedding they don't remember. <laughs> It's the best decision I don't remember making. <laughs> and yeah, because they have the conversation of, do you regret it? <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, strangely, Chloe doesn't feel like redoing their wedding. Like, maybe, like, forcing, like, a double wedding at the last minute. Like, some other Chloe ripoff with some other uh, Green Arrow. I'm just saying. Um, I'm not bitter. I just speak truths. Um, but anyway... Yeah, I could have swore. Like, I don't know how I knew that, that Chloe and Oliver ended up together. Yeah. But I, I could have swore there was a wedding. Like, I saw pictures or something. You probably got it confused with when she got married to Jimmy. Maybe. No, no. Mm. Maybe it was some kind of fan art or, Maybe. you know. But I could have swore I saw, like, a more grown-up Chloe... Mary and Oliver. We needed to see like them completely out of their minds at the chapel getting married together. That's the one scene we didn't see in Fortune. <laughs> well, but you know, some things are just better in the imagination. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, Ollie walks by the holy water, which he turns to oil, because he's got the darkness in him, and it's just infecting everything around him. It's surprising the flowers don't, like, wilt. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, and because you know we got that at the last episode where he's in church, mm-hmm. in the and so they're turning this up. into like a religious thing. Yeah, that um, basically what we know as the devil is dark side. Yeah, and that's what Grady is like talking about in the next scene uh, when she meets up with Tess. I did want to mention that this is Allison Max two hundredth episode. If that means anything, to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it's a milestone. Um, so, yeah, Tess has decided she's not going to tear down Luther Man. She's going to rebuild it, and she's going to also rebuild the Luther legacy for good, for the good side. And uh, Granny just wants to say, save her from the apocalypse that's coming. And I don't know if you know this or not, but Apocalypse is actually the name of the planet that's headed towards Earth. Yeah, and it's like kind of it's like spelled weird. It's like Apaco with a K and then lips, like lips. I think. 
it's from the comics, but they don't really. I was gonna say it's just a comic thing. Yeah, it's so it's so cheesy. Like they name check it. You know, there have been mm-hmm. lots of mentions like the coming apocalypse. Like apocalypse literally is a planet flying through the space coming towards Earth. It is the coming apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Granny says, you know. Tess says something about it's coming, and, and Granny says, "No, dear, it's here already." It's already here. Yeah, um, and she says his rapture will be the only salvation. So there's all sorts of yeah, religious. This is the devil. This is, he's the corrupter. Um, yeah, he is very much uh, leading towards the spiritual side, whereas in the comics and the cartoons, he's just like a big stone guy that did a lot of. Yeah, he shot. Uh, omega beams out of his eyes uh, I don't remember a lot of this Corruption stuff but maybe there was um, I learned Everything from Super Friends anyway so <laughs> <laughs> uh, So then we see Apocalypse Passing the moon and okay So we go to this lovely shot Of Martha in the empty farmhouse And just, she looks uh, so gorgeous And the farmhouse is yeah. it's just Sun dappled Kent farm like we're gonna get and, our last shot of all this stuff in the farm. Like we're, the, we're gonna dapple the hell out of this place with sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of empty. Yeah, and she's like, Clark, I, you misunderstood. Well, be clearer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We we're talking about that. Like, uh, obviously, it meant that she wants them to. He want, it's Clark's like you want. She obviously wants me to make a choice. No, she just wanted to hand the farm over to him to take care of it. Yeah. Um. I like how John Schneider is standing there and not being seen or anything like that. But I, I also like the uh, the reflection of Jonathan in the family photo when she's looking at it. Yeah, I was like, why is Jonathan there? It's a weird, weird. It, it's it's weird. It's not really explained very much. It's just he's there and he's like a ghost, uh, a force projection. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. There's no. Uh, there's no real explanation of why because Jonathan does, had the power to send him back or Yeah, cuz Clark doesn't see him no. at first, but then when he makes a decision, when he changes his mind, yep. he sees him and talks to him and it's just Yeah. odd. Yeah, and it's like you can just discount it as him just, you know, as if he would talk to any um dead person like, you know, like a parent or whatever. Every once in a while you just talk to your parent, I guess, and Dad, if you can see me now or any, anything like that. But, you know, I don't know. It just, it, I mean, this is this is going for, you know. This so it, is very overall yeah. melodramatic. It still works on me. <laughs> I, I, you know, for reasons known to probably anybody who would listen to any of my podcasts, I'm always won, won over by the dead father stuff. So, <laughs> like, okay, you got me. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, Clark says that he saw Jonathan, but he was an excuse not to face my future. Just like I was waiting for Jarrell to show me the way. I had to move on from all that. And she says, you're so focused on what's ahead, you're starting to cut out who you are. You don't see that you're doing it. And Clark says, it's the only way to move on. And he walks away, and there's Jonathan just tearing up. And uh, John Schneider makes his 100th appearance as Jonathan Kent in this episode. He joins Tom Welling, Michael Rosenbaum, Kristen Crook, Alison Mack, Annette O'Toole, and Erica Durance as the only seven actors to make at least 100 episodes of the series. And I just wanted to mention, it's, Force Ghost or not, it's just so good to see John and Annette together. Like, they haven't actually shared a scene since season five when Jonathan died. Mm. 
And I don't know. It's just like, oh, yes, it's it's Jonathan and Martha together again. Although it's she kind of treats it as if like he's like just somebody he she she carries in her heart, you know, mm-hmm. as you would any dead um, spouse, loved one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Chloe has decided to go on the offense and go after Lois, and uh, Lois refuses to hear it and. And Chloe's like, listen, he's he's a guy. He needs to la- rest and love and laugh. He's not just like you know a superhero. You know, he's not just a savior. If you're not, and if you're not meeting him at the altar, read what his vows say. Oh, here comes the schmaltz. <laughs> here comes the tears for me. But <laughs> here's the here's like I mean I was like you know during Jonathan and Martha stuff, but uh, you know. Her reading her the the vows that Clark wrote to her. I'm just a, a complete sucker. And I mean, they were they were really good. I, I think the vows were were very much in character. Mm-hmm. His vows were uh, very much. I mean, I can see that that's how Clark feels about Lois, mm-hmm. and hers are very much Loisy. Yeah. I didn't write down all of those, but I did write down when you believe in someone, it's not for a minute. It's not for now. It's forever, which is, I, I love that. And, uh, you know, I'm also watching these, this and like going, oh man, this is too bad. This was like two years after my wedding because I would have ripped all this stuff off for my vows. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I love Lois. It's just like, I'm such an idiot. And we see Chloe just watching and kind of tearing up, you know, which I think is that's that to me is like all right, all right, got it, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Tess is trying to uh, access Watchtower satellites, which are named after Chloe, uh, <laughs> and uh, and they were turned off. And she brings up the video, and it was Ollie. Uh oh. And then she brings up some other feed, and she sees apocalypse a- approaching. And we go to uh, the evil trio's lair. No, not Jonathan, Warren, and <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> but just as effective. Uh, <laughs> Ollie's eyeballs are black. They give him a, a gold K ring. Um, to It's just a perfect plan because he's the guy that's carrying the ring for the wedding. Mm-hmm. And he's got the guy that's going to deliver this like nuclear salvo at their greatest enemy, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's perfect. Um, and then we go to what Steph might call more schmaltz. Um, Clark at the grave of Jonathan. Oh. Again. Okay. <gasps> so Clark talks to Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. I can't keep leaning on you. It's better that way. And Jonathan's like talking back. You mean it's easier. Let me be there for you. And he, Clark's not hearing him. Even when he puts his hand on his hand, he's just not not realizing he's there. I need to go beyond where you two can guide me. I want to be the hero the world needs me to be. And that's when uh, Ollie shows up. And uh, it seems like it's just regular old Ollie, you know? But mm-hmm. his he's got a mission. He's got to get that guy to the altar to, to pull off the plan. But mm. he is talking like, I don't know, it's like a corrupted Oliver. He's using his own life experiences. He's talking about how bad he felt when he graduated from Excelsior and his parents weren't there. And um, and Clark says, what if Lois is right? What if heroes aren't destined to love? And um, I've been a part of two different worlds. I might need to let go of both of them. No, Clark, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, and that was very Buffy to me. You know, <laughs> you know. I have. I'm Buffy. the chosen one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the chosen one. Uh, the uh, the burden 
is too great to carry to, you know, to be responsible for somebody else's, you know, I, I got, I can't make any, anyway, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the burden a, is great. Yeah. I, I don't, can't be I don't distracted by love. things and I don't deserve to have a regular life. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to Clark on the outside of the, the apartment and Lois not letting oh, Okay. So now Clark has thought Lois is right. The wedding shouldn't go on. I don't need to involve her in all this. And now Lois so, is thinking... Actually, I'm an idiot. Guy, I've got, I'm an idiot. His, he loves me so much. I love him so much. I got my, I got my slip on. I'm ready to put my, my gown on. <laughs> um, and she ends up giving him her vows and says we're even. And uh, and uh, we see that uh, she says like I can be loud and bossy, but you have baggage too. She mentions the general. I guess he was whisked away to some other guest role in a different series. <laughs> uh, but my dad would tell me I needed to be ready while my mom would tell me just to enjoy every moment. And what would your dad say? Okay. Stop right here. <laughs> oh, my dad wouldn't say anything. Wait a minute. What? Have you not been paying attention for 10 seconds? <laughs> your dad says nothing. <laughs> that is all your daddy is, is advice. Yeah, that's true. He does have a lot. Of, uh, but, uh, like, what the, what the hell? He Clark? does. He does paint. He does paint Jonathan as like this, like stoic, you know, figure it, but like he wouldn't say much, but I'd know what he was thinking, you know, but okay. See, yeah. that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Lois's vows are just like wildly proofread. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, uh, I promise those have your back. You're my best friend, my home, my true love, and I am yours and will be forever. And I'm on t- I'm in tears watching this. I don't know about you, but there's a shot of them on either side of the door. They're like their hands up on the door. Uh, oh yeah, and the the uh, the camera is just circling around between, you know, on either side mm-hmm. of the door. It's so good. I, I don't know. I you know I'm not one for a lot of mushy stuff. When it but when it's characters I truly care about, and I, it it just works so well for me. And you're like, <laughs> it's hard to imagine with all the Lana stuff that you would think that you would get a relationship that like that. Tops that, you know, mm-hmm. but it really does. It makes Lana stuff look just trivial. So, yeah, it makes the Lana stuff look so immature and yeah. childish. And you know, that was teenage love. This is grown up love. This grown up love. They're best friends. Like it's that's the best part of this is like they're best friends. They've got it all figured out, and they just have to like, you know, learn how to be like superhero in life. <laughs> <laughs> And I love that just Clark just like says, I'll see you at the chapel and then walks away. And uh, so good. Meanwhile, Tess is driving down that one stretch of road. Apparently, I need to find this stretch of road. And it's in like every other episode where like the monorail is up above it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I feel like a a lot of scenes have been shot here. So Tess Tess is driving a Nissan now. She's not like. (laughs) Why is nobody driving Tess? Luther money, like I thought. Yeah, she, yeah I thought she was wealthy. I don't know. Maybe she's well. Is is the Nissan a more uh, environmentally more the conscious? Yeah, it's more the watchtower. Oh, okay. Kind of car. And yeah, she's ambushed by a group of arm a group of armed men. But she recorded a message first. Yeah, there's a bit of continuity failure here because she is babbling into the phone as if it's a phone in this scene. But then when we when Clark finds the phone, it's as if she's holding the phone and recording a video. <laughs> but whatever. 
these those two scenes were were also directed by two different people. So, um, so whatever about Tess, we got a wedding to go to, and look at all these strangers. <laughs> so many unfamiliar faces, and Oliver and Chloe are the only usher and bridesmaid, and um, there's a uh, also a bit of a goof here. Tess has become such like a good friend to these people. <laughs> And nobody knows that she's not at the wedding. I don't know. <laughs> also, yeah, there's no we're no Hamilton. Aquaman, no Flash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know, hey Perry, no Black Canary. Stop by the wedding. Um, but we've got lots of people just on both, like filling both sides of the room. Just look like, at all these friends the that Clark, Clark and Lois have. Yeah, you'd think the sheriff would be there yeah. because the sheriff was such a big part of their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, which I know the woman sheriff died, but surely the replacement. <laughs> the replacement Smallville sheriff? Mm-hmm. Mm, probably not. <laughs> I think we saw him like once, maybe. <laughs> um, who else should have been there? Pete? <laughs> Where's Pete? <laughs> no idea. Uh, <laughs> um. I, I almost think they should have treated it like uh, Hawkman's funeral, where you look out and you see a bunch of people with their heads down. And it looks like it might be that character. <laughs> 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 They're wearing the costume or whatever. But um, yeah. Anyway, the back door's open. And oh my God, Lois. Lois Lane. Oh my gosh. Gorgeous. Yeah, she looks gorgeous. That dress is gorgeous. Her ha- I love her hair. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 now. Lana's dress, I like Lana's dress better. It was cuter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Lois's hair just makes this this ensemble. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and she, uh, I don't know, she just looks amazing. And mm-hmm. there's this crazy thing where she likes, she's at the back of the, uh, back of the church. Her father's not there. He's away on business and, and another guest starring role. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and she looks to the front of the church, and Clark's not there. She does not see Clark. She Where sees is everybody Clark? Else. Oh my God! He stood me up. He's not coming. He's maybe he's on super assignment, or maybe he's decided against uh, being with me. And then all of a sudden, his hand takes hers, and I am weeping, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god He's there And he's gonna walk her down the aisle He won't want to make her alone walking down by herself Oh my god Yeah. <laughs> and they smiling yeah. at each other Oh my god And that Sarah Bareilles song playing Oh no wait it's actually uh, Sarah Bareilles plays earlier um, It's it's the Pachelbel's canon right It's, you know, the, it's the what? Pachelbel's canon you know. No I think that's that song it's like da, 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 da. It's a song Oh it is? Oh, maybe it was that Sarah Bareilles song Sarah Bareilles Something is, about packing your bags and yeah, going or something Yeah, breathe again It's uh, it's on my needle drops this week um, And uh, then Clark sees Martha And Jonathan's there But he doesn't see Jonathan And uh, Oh, well earlier when, when The usher that we've never seen before uh, Ushers uh, <laughs> sits The mother of the groom down uh, Martha looks to her to her side, like, "Oh, Jonathan's here." That's I'm thinking right. about him. Obviously, so he's Jonathan's here. here with us today. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she Lois looks at Clark and says, "Everything okay, Smallville?" And he says, "Perfect. It's perfect." 
And uh, this is a bit of a callback. I don't know if it's a callback intentionally, but uh, Lana asked Clark the same question. Instead of saying Smallville, she said, everything okay, Clark? And he says, perfect, it's perfect. And that was in the pilot episode when um, they're having their imaginary dance together in the loft where he, he, he thinks he, – he imagines that Lana's there dancing with him. Mm. So – so we have, you know, I'm sure that it's intentional. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have, um, you know, like a montage of them exchanging their vows. We don't need to hear the vows all over again, right? And then Ollie pulls out the ring, and Chloe is looking at it, and she's looking troubled. She's like, something's not right here. What? What is going on? She, yeah. And all the Clark fans shriek. Uh, sorry, the Clark fans shriek as Chloe goes, no. And knocks the ring out of her hand as if to say, he is my man. He has been my man all this time and nobody understands it. And I'm Lois Lane, by the way, pulls Scooby-Doo mask off. And- <laughs> <laughs> so silly. That's so silly. <laughs> I just thought it was so like perfect that Chloe is the one to scream no and knock the wedding rings away. Well, I mean, I didn't think about it like that, but I thought, yeah, it's. It it's perfect because Chloe is always taking care of Chloe, like taking care, watching out. Exactly, she has his back. Yes, you know, like in that episode where he told people what to do and they did when he got the fairy dust sprinkled on him. Yes, you know, he said, you know, just have my back or, or whatever. And so, yes, and so she had his back. Yep. Like that's what that's her character. I know exactly, and it's totally what they meant. But I just think, mm-hmm. in in terms related to like fandom and how freaking crazy some of these like uh, Chloe is actually Lois is actually Chloe this entire time. Fans have been um, this is just a perfect cap to all that. Chloe knocking the wedding rings aside, screaming no. Um, Oliver's eyes go black, and immediately the church evacuates. They're like, nope, <laughs> I don't even know these people. I'm out of here. <laughs> Yeah, Clark is like, get these people out of here. Yeah. I've got to be super. Yep. And they can't see me be super. Yep. <laughs> and Oliver says, surrender to the darkness. And uh, throws Clark around. He throws Lois. And, uh, oh, wait, Clark goes through the window. He yeah, throws he, threw, Lois. he throws Clark outside. Yeah. And then Clark uh, blurs in and rescues Lois. Classic slow motion catch of Lois. Mm-hmm. We, I think we last saw when Zod threw her at, at like a phone booth. Mm-hmm. And immediately just whisks her away, puts her in a safe place. We don't even know. We don't even know where she is. She's she's safe. It's time for Clark and Oliver to fight, and it is a super fight. But it's classic Clark slash Superman. I'm not giving up on you. You have to make the right choice. We have to save the world together, and all that belief, all that goodness coming from Clark is enough to make Ollie throw off the control. Okay. Let me let me find this my notes. Mm-hmm. And later on, Lois says, "Clark, you inspired the darkness out of Oliver." Yep. What? That's stupid. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? He's uh, Oliver. He inspired. Some, uh, he inspired the darkness out of Oliver. Clark is someone that Oliver has always w- looked up to. I mean, I, I could imagine. The same thing would be true if Clark was under the darkness and like Jonathan talked him down, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, but that's so e- it's too easy. It's too I don't know. Oh, a he lot of this defeated- darkness stuff is 
it's it's like it's so funny. A lot of this darkness stuff is so easily wrapped up. Um, yeah, even just pushing a planet out of orbit is pretty easy for Superman at this point. But like, I just I think it, I think they don't really like the people making the show don't really care about this darkness storyline in the end. It's not what's important to them. It's okay. it's it's Clark finally becoming Superman. I think and. Uh, I don't know. Oliver has always been inspired by. I mean, at first he wasn't inspired by Clark. He was pretty angry at Clark when he uh-huh. they first started talking to each other. But I mean, we saw in that episode <sighs> Homecoming where Oliver is just calling Clark's phone. Sadly, <laughs> <laughs> where's Clark? Uh, but so I don't know. I think it's just like a capper on their friendship and a good way to kind of end it. Clark yeah. saves Oliver's soul, you know? Yeah. Uh, so all that stops. We, they see the planet coming. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like, oh, by the way, outside there's a gigantic uh, solar event happening and nobody's really paid attention to it till now. Uh, <laughs> like, it's practically within Earth's orbit. Um and I'd hate for Neil deGrasse Tyson to get in on this because, uh, oh boy, he'd have so many things to say about <laughs> what this would do would cataclysmically to Earth. Uh, so anyway, Tess, Tess left a voicemail about how Apocalypse is a planet. Martha is frustrated that the government's waiting for the president to figure it out. Chloe decides to head to Star City because Watchtower is down in Metropolis. She's going to use her databases that are set up in Star City and uh, coordinate things from there. And she has one last hug with Clark and says, see you in the funny pages. And uh, and you realize, oh, my God, that was the last Clark and Chloe scene. Mm -hmm. Because they really kind of slow things down for a second there just to be Mm -hmm. like, by the way. And they really slow things. Like she goes outside. uh, Chloe and Oliver have this one amazing epic kiss with the planet in the background. It's, It's pretty awesomely shot. And she, she want, he wants to go with her, but she tells him to go be a hero. And uh, and Chloe slowly walks like towards the camera, but to the side. And the, and the camera's just screaming, Goodbye, Chloe! We're going to miss you! Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's that's it for Chloe. Um, no more uncomfortable talks until we cover another <laughs> show with something horrible happens. <laughs> to somebody um, Or not happens to But is created by somebody Anyway It's caused by Yeah We're doing House of Cards next right? Kidding uh, <laughs> And uh, that's when um, Clark um, spots Jonathan Out of the corner of his eye And follows him up into the loft Oh yeah We have to have the loft scene We have to have the emotional Laughing. Yeah, and you see, is this where we see uh, Lois and Martha standing at the window and Clark's just like, let me go over here and see what this is in the loft. Yeah. Yeah. And Jonathan says, I knew you would see me when you were ready. And um, and, uh, Clark's like, I made a mistake. I thought I had to leave you all, leave everybody behind. And Jonathan says, I can't help you anymore. You're going to have to let Jarrell guide you. He's your father. Um, you know, Clark's like, oh man, I turned my back on Jolly. He's your father. He'll understand. And then Martha comes up and Martha's apparently seeing Jonathan. Everybody's seeing each other. She tells Clark not to doubt himself. You were the miracle we prayed for. Now the world needs that same miracle. And then we see, I don't even care. It's the Kent family. They're together. They're holding each other. It's so beautiful <laughs> to me. 
And then Jonathan says, son, it's time. And then Clark looks at the both of his amazing parents that I love and I, everybody loves. And he says, thank you, which oh, perfect. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anything to say about that? Or were you like, small tea? Uh, That's fine. I don't know. Okay. It's it's okay. It's yeah, okay. I'm okay with it. It's all cool. right. Cool. Yeah. To me, it was just like, like <laughs> box, box of Kleenex slowly being used up. <laughs> um, so um, we go on to the beginning of the second part. And Tess Mercer wakes up in a most precarious place. Lionel Luther, crazy bearded. Oh, Morse. he looks great. Oh, he is. He looks awesome. Oh. I loved this. And just but. his face into the camera going, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> But what I don't understand is just an episode or two ago, he was telling her what a disappointment she was uh-huh. and that uh, he would disown if he was this, he would give her up too if he was in this, if he was this Lionel. Yeah. And uh, then now he's saying, oh, I've been watching you. I'm so impressed. Like, make up your mind. Uh, yeah, but he, he's impressed for all the wrong reasons. He says, this is, it's time to be the Luther you were destined to be. And it basically, it's like, hey, I have a jigsaw son, the one I actually want. And all we really need for you to, for your life to actually make sense is to give it up for Lex and to give me yeah. that heart of yours. Yeah. The Tin I Man is in the other room and he needs a heart. And it's going to be yours because <laughs> that's your only purpose is just to be a freaking body part for the one I really want. Um, and then we see. And here's some, then we see Lex, the, the new Lex clone, and mm-hmm. he's covered in stuff that I do my job with. Scars, <laughs> right? The yeah. uh, the tubing oh. and the trachs. Yes. He has trachs on his torso. Uh-huh. I don't know why, but he does. <laughs> Isn't that to make him breathe or something? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. Does he need a heart to breathe? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that one, you know, not having a heart didn't even, I mean, because you can do ECMO, but. I don't know what that means, but go ahead. Go ahead. It's just, it's fine. It was just, I was like, oh, no medical consultant. Okay. <laughs> I will be your people. Hire me. I will be your medical consultant. We'll make it look correct. Uh-huh. It'll make sense to everybody watching. It'll look awesome. So we have Jigsaw on the table. The table says LXO, which means it's like, you know, we've seen LXA, LX2, LX, you know, this is O. This is like the, the master model. This is all the best pieces that he grafted together way back when. And just been sitting here waiting for a heart, I guess. And we also see uh, that he probably never could get a good right hand because this right hand is a mess. It's just like molten glue. And it's to explain why in the future we see Lex hold it with a uh, um, a black glove on his glove. right hand. Yeah. Which in the comics, I, I told you way back when, in the comics it's because um, he just handled kryptonite so much that it affected his hand. I don't know. <laughs> He'd always hold it or whatever. Yeah. And then if you're watching it on Hulu, oh my god, this is the last time we see, we hear the the theme song. Oh. Anyway, we're back to – oh, sorry. Go ahead. This is just pretty gory, uh, this whole – this is just really gross, This all this horror. But uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Lionel the reanimator. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. Where are we? Or we're still with Lionel. He says, yeah, you're, you're the cause of your own undoing. I was going to use Connor's heart. And I'm like, doesn't he know Connor as Alexander? Just saying. Uh, 
And then he's then Tess is like Lex. Lex is worth killing your own daughter, and he says Lex is worth everything to me. And finally, you're going to serve an important role in his in, in my life. And then he gives her a kiss, and then he brushes his hand across her lips, which makes me go. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as he exits the room, Tess goes into Jason Bourne mode. <laughs> I don't know if they didn't secure one of her legs. I don't know what the hell happened there. But suddenly there was like a surgeon walking towards her with a tray of scalpels. And then suddenly Lex, or Tess is like kickboxing everybody around. Yeah, like old Tess comes out. Yeah. Like, and then like, she just like just pulls a gun and just shoots Lionel right in the chest. Uh, not in the heart, I guess. <laughs> and so he she escapes and then he crawls to Lex's side. He wants to die near his son. And then... Terrible CGI dark side shows up. <laughs> Hello, I'm from a 90s video game. Ah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he says um, he says he's going to save Lex, but for Lionel's soul. And he rips Lionel's heart out. Oh, that was so gross. And then Lionel's eyes go red and he starts looking super smoky. So, so I got this possessed. right. I knew that. Lionel would be the personification of Darkseid. Right, exactly. Which, to comic book fans, is kind of like, this is kind of bullshit, but whatever. This is Smallville, and I guess better than seeing just some stranger square off against Clark, it would be... Mm-hmm. Unless it was like some sort of like cameo, like Gene Hackman is all of a sudden playing Darkseid. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they can't... Re- uh, doing a... CGI character, like you said, it looks doesn't look good looks at terrible. this time. Oh, it looks so, so and so it would bad. be so freaking expensive. So it's just better to have an actor. And I mean, the CGI stuff ahead, I think, looks uh, much better. Not perfect, but it looks much better. And I'm glad they spent their budget there. <laughs> um, okay, so we go to the Daily Planet. It's in full panic mode. The president is on the radio. Clark and Lois are talking. We need to find a way to lift the darkness from all the thousands that are infected across the world. And we also need to find Tess. They find a license plate of the abductors, and they realize it's Lionel. Lionel's got that tracker. Where where was he last? He's at the mansion. And uh, they say their goodbyes and their love yous. And Lois tells them to go save the world, and they kiss. And as they kiss, like something explodes in the background. <laughs> The Dilly Planet because of, you know it's epic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Lois realized. Then those, Lois takes a minute to think. Why was my dad not at my wedding? <laughs> oh, it oh. had to be this. This is why my dad wasn't at the wedding. She's like, uh, what Vancouver show was he on this week? Um, <laughs> no, it's because that he at least somebody is like. Uh, figured out that there is a planet approaching our planet <laughs> that all the satellites are down for maybe a reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, Lois asked a reporter that pretty much hates Lois. She's just like, I'm, I'm going to be B I'm the, I'm the B this, this episode. <laughs> uh, I, I got a special interview with the president and I don't care if the world's falling down around our ears. I at least want to be better than Lois Lane. And uh, Lois is just, Listen, just don't have. He's gonna nuke the. He's gonna nuke this uh, planet, and then it's gonna just cause you know the fallout. The is fallout. gonna kill people. Yeah, yeah. The uh, and and the consequences of what we're gonna do. It's not gonna help, and it's gonna kill people. Right. So, and then she tells uh, her to believe in the blur, the blur, this magical hero that's been running around Metropolis. Um, and the girl's like, yeah, yeah, right, whatever. 
She's been in. I've, I recognize her from. Was she in Alphas? Um, I think I saw that in her cast credit. I, I didn't really. I, I saw a few things and I was like, I don't know anything she's been in, but. Um, but Lois knocks her right out by Felicia. Um, yeah, that was funny. Meanwhile, uh, Lex uh, suddenly wakes up and removes the mask from his face, which was in a whole bunch of promos leading up to the finale. I didn't show you any of those. I didn't want to spoil anything. Um, but they well, did have like I a think Lex knew, returns like, kind of thing. I think maybe from um, that panel from Dragon Con last mm-hmm. year, maybe I knew that he, like he may have quickly mentioned that they tried to get him back for the last season, but he couldn't do it because I guess maybe he's doing breaking in, mm-hmm. and uh, the all he could do was the finale. Yep, um, they made one final appeal to him, and um, he said, "Listen, I, I, get, I they, got this new the keg. money was right." Yep, but he said, "I have to do this for the fans," and that's what he says. Like all, like I had to do. It. Like I, it makes sense. Lex, it, this story was about Lex and Clark to begin right. with. And it makes sense to finish up. He he basically says in interviews like he realized like no matter what like it would be a disservice to you know his fans like people love Michael Rosenbaum. I would say like ninety eight percent of them is because of his work on Smallville. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like the biggest role he's ever had. And yeah, and what well, and that why that after he left the show and them showing. Lex all uh, with the tubes coming out and in the back of the truck, and then mm-hmm. Oliver killed him in the back. Of the- that seemed like such a slap in the face. Yeah, yeah. He it was so distasteful. It was like if you can't have if you can't have Michael Rosenbaum, don't even bother with this bullcrap. And he had hinted in interviews of like there's a bit of there was a bit of bad blood, you know. And I don't know if it was because they decided to just keep his character going after seven years. Um. He felt like he gave enough to the show. He gave enough of his life to the show, and he really wanted to do other things. And he didn't want to be bald all the time. So, um, but you know, so I, I do feel for Michael Rosenbaum. I, you know, you say like, oh, the the money was right, but also I think you know, a he really um, he loves his he loves his fans. I mean, you you met him, <laughs> you know, yeah. he's a nice guy. And uh, he also felt like it, uh, it was a bit of unfinished business, but like I think he wasn't he he didn't give out for he didn't give in for so long, like he'd 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 be talking on Twitter like going like halfway through season ten saying there's just no way there's no way I'm doing it and uh, you know really sorry you know but it's just not gonna work out but. They got. They talked to him. They said he'd already got this show breaking in, but he was like a recurring character. And they said, "We just need you for one day. That's <gasps> it." They only really? had him for one day. And I guess he came up like the night before. Um, there, there, a lot of this stuff is illustrated in um, um, Greg Beeman's blog, uh, Beeman Beeman, I think it is. Um, and uh, which, which I, I sent you a link to if you want to ever read it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, skimmed through it. Oh, okay, it was kind of like um, it was. It, he came up like the night before. Got to look at the lines. Got like, um, you know, just kind of like walked around the set, met up with people, and then the next day they like fitted him for the with the bald cap. And I gotta say, looks great. And if they could have kept that going <laughs> for like from like seasons eight through ten, like I think. He might have been happier to have his hair be able to do other things during the summer, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's funny too, because I don't know if there's a bit of CGI involved because um, there's a video of interviews um, that they did that day that Michael was up there and, uh, and um, you know, for the fans or whatever. And just the, the bald cap on, under regular video light and stuff, mm-hmm. it, it does look kind of bad. But on the show, I mean, you were asking me, like, did he shave his head for this? Like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. That's well, also, cap. Greg Beeman uh, shot it very uh, an extreme close-up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of um, the top of his head is not in the shot. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I don't know if they were trying to. I was watching for it, though. I was really watching for any creases or anything, you know, because the person, like, moves their face as they're talking, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh. Yeah, it, I think it looked great. I was mm-hmm. I was really worried about it too. Coming up to, it, I was like, "Oh man, Michael Rosenbaum's going to be there, but he's going to have a bald cap. It's going to look so terrible. It's going to look like Gene Hackman's did in the old old Superman movies, which was just terrible looking." Because um, Gene Hackman was not going to shave his head for Lex Luthor. Um, but um, yeah, they had him there for one day. He did he did the promos, he did interviews, he did his scenes, and. You know, he got fitted for a bulk and then like went home that night, I think. <laughs> you know? Wow. So uh, I got to hand it to Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, sure. He didn't do like the last several episodes, like maybe they wanted him to do, but still. But those couple of scenes that, you know, the scene with Tess and the scene with Clark were amazing. They were it's awesome. It's like knocking at your door, like, reminder, hello, attention, yes. I am the villain of the story. Like I, I am, am the villain of the story. I yeah. am the actor that really like you, you, you paid attention to when I was on screen on Smallville. Like, you know, I'm not saying that the show, I mean, the show did suffer, but I think, you know, it was made up for, but it was definitely a missing one hell of a missing piece. It was yeah. one hell of, hell of a powerhouse. I think that Cassidy Freeman did a great job and the, uh, <laughs> She did, she and the writing and everything did as well as it could have. Yeah. Without with him missing. Yeah. <clears throat> it couldn't have been any better. The only the only way it could have been better is if he had been there. Mm-hmm. And you know, we did talk about Cass uh, Tess's changing roles and his her different backgrounds. Like he did, they really took a while to figure out what what they wanted her character to be. And uh, I think they came to a good place at the end. I think Tess is a really great character. Yeah, I mean, character. like I, I really buy her redemption because she talks about it with um, Lex. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, when she comes to his office, uh, she talks about her redemption, and uh, I buy it. I think that was a really a really good character arc for her. Um, and sh- also with Granny Goodness, Granny Goodness said, you know, you were born in darkness searching for the light. Mm-hmm. She overcame uh, the darkness that she was nurtured mm-hmm. in and re- and born from. Because that's what a lot of a lot of this the, a big theme of this series is, you know, Lex was raised by Lionel and Clark was raised by the Kents mm-hmm. and nature over nurture and mm-hmm. Nurture over nature. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I'm kind of stalling because this is an immense scene. Lex and Clark finally <laughs> together. And um, I did, I don't know if you, you – I do have video in the Facebook group of um, – it's just like a, a, a quick video about like Michael Rosenbaum being on the set, being back and stuff. And there's this great outtake of like um, – 
you know, Lex walking into the mansion and then Clark having his back to him and he's just like, hello, Clark. And then, and then all of a sudden Michael Rosenbaum was like, hey, this is our scene. Come on, get into it. <laughs> like kind of laughing. They're <laughs> laughing with each other, you know, <laughs> They're trying to keep it together. Yeah, I think in Greg Beeman's blog post, he said, uh, you know, Michael showed up and they did a five minute stand up performance and <laughs> yeah. we did the scene. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that was when they did the green screen stuff for his presidential uh his presidential stuff for the future. Uh, yeah. He like stood in front of the green screen, did like a stand-up routine for five minutes, and then, <laughs> then finally did it. Anyway. All right. So uh, – I mean, don't you know he was that kid who needed to be on Ritalin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So I did not uh, take notes for the scene. I just – Copied and pasted the script because <laughs> I was just like every line here. Oh my god! So yeah, hello, Clark. Um, let's see. And I love how he's like Lex, and and Lex is like you always say it the same way. Astonishment mixed with a hint of dread, yet with a hopeful finish. <laughs> because it's always that he. Uh, the, I wish we got a supercut of Clark saying Lex. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was when he said Lex, it was like so familiar. Yes. It was like taking in the you mansion. Back. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, where's Tess? She's fine. Um, yeah, it, I, I used to think it was our families that made us who we are. I, uh, then I hoped it was our friends. But if you look at history, the great men and women of the world have always been defined by their enemies. Mm. Clark is. Yep. Clark, you're who you are today because of me, and I am me today because of you. Yep. Yep. Mm. Um, and so Clark tells him he's got a second chance and he says, says, our story hasn't been written yet. Mm-hmm. Oh! Yeah. And he says, oh, you were good. born to be the chosen one. You're simply better than us. And Clark calls him out on his jealousy. And Lex is like, no, no, no. It's because you didn't even want it. You fought it. You hid from it. I would have taken it and relished it and embraced <laughs> it. And Clark saying that it's not my destiny wasn't yours to take. Um, you and I will be both great men because of each other. We have a destiny together, Clark, only on different sides. And I'll always be there to stop you. Always. Um, every villain is great as his hero. Da, 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 da. Um, and it turns out Lex knew about Darkseid. You think I read the cliff notes of the Veritas journals. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm not sure Clark Kent can save the entire world on his own. Lex says he can't, but we both know who can. And I don't know if he's just talking about... Hey, everybody knows you're going to be Superman, so get with it. <laughs> yeah. J- uh, Cal Ale. Yeah. Is this where he says Cal yep. Ale? Yep. You're like, oh, shit. And uh, I love like, Clark's favorite last line to, to Lex is, I'm sorry I couldn't save you, Lex. And then he takes mm. off. And then we, I just love this. Like, we just sit with Mike, sit with Michael, sit with Lex for just a minute on his face. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, he just, oh, so good. So good. Okay, let's go over that scene again. So it starts off with him saying, okay. hello, Clark. No, <laughs> I feel like this this is the prequel to Superman comics. Yes. Like, now we can go read some Superman comics and and, yes. uh, and enjoy Lex as a character. Enjoy, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, in the next scene, Oliver wraps up the darkness <laughs> really quick. Hey, uh, he's... He's here. He's got his green here, arrow. Costume. I got an arrow. I got an arrow for you. I got an arrow for yeah. you. I got an arrow for you. F you, you, and you. And, <laughs> and no more screen time needed for you idiots. Get out of here. 
I can't believe an arrow just like takes them all, all three of them down. I know. I was like, that's all it took. Poof. They turn into smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So yeah, yeah. It, uh, like I said, you know, you can either be disappointed that this was like not that big of a deal, but you you could also be like, oh, okay, so rather than like a seven minute fight scene between Oliver, who's not really the star of the show, and uh, these three <laughs> goblins, you know, that we can we can cut to something more interesting, which is Lois on Air yeah. Force One, and but I mean, it was it was kind of a companion scene to the scene we saw earlier where he goes with the black eyes and yeah. they were like, you know, this is what you got to do. Here's this gold kryptonite ring. Yeah. So yeah, it was needed. For some reason, Oliver's got his stupid voice box thing on. Like they don't know who he is. <laughs> anyway, we go on to air force one and Lois distracts a secret service agent and busts in on the secretary of state holding like a meeting with these other people. And, uh, and, um, she says it's not a meteor. They like they all think it's a meteor. Like hello, and she even says, "Have you looked in the sky? It, it's a planet." <laughs> like what are you a moron? Um, anyway, um, and then they realize. Then she realizes that they already know it's going to take out. Like the nuclear blast is going to take out a third of the Earth's population. And we have freaking Christian Nielsen sitting there. Like, oh, it's better to suffer these casualties than the entire planet. And the president's safely locked away, blah, blah, blah. And Lois is like, listen, it's time to believe in some goddamn heroes right here. And, <laughs> and I give our heroes a chance. And the secretary says, they have five minutes. And so we start the timer. And, uh, well, the nuclear bombs would have probably went off because <laughs> it's longer than five minutes, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we're back at the Kent barn. Um, Clark is getting his, uh, crystal and he's confronted by Lionel in full dark side regalia. And he tries to get Clark to be disgusted at how easily humanity fell to him. I love that you can see Lionel slash dark side behind Clark outside mm. the barn, just creeping around. <laughs> Ooh. And but yeah, Clark's faith in humanity is not shaken. He says he still believes in people, and that's when Lionel decides to throw him around. And then he throws him in through the loft, and then all of a sudden he's hovering in the air. And we hear Jonathan's voice say, "You're going to have to let Jarrell guide you." And suddenly, Clark is in the rings, and you've always had the power within you. And we just see all this, all the memories of Smallville. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, remember, remember, remember this shot. Remember when he saved the dogs? Yeah. When he. Oh man, uh, I love they had a, the they had a shot of him saving Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Remember when he played football? How important that trial was. I love, I love that. You know, remember when the guy that didn't have any vowels in his name was trying to. Uh, <laughs> Do something to Chloe, and he runs. Up. That was I loved when he ran off the football field. Yes, he was in the middle of the big play. Uh-huh. Middle of the big play, runs off the football field and just knocks that thing uh, out of the air. Mis- I don't know Mr. what it Mitzel is. Mr. Mitchell or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he knocks that thing like get out of here. Yeah, and then runs back to the <laughs> football field. And he and he unties Chloe like breaks it, breaks Chloe's bonds, and then. And then runs back. That's probably like the fastest. Remember when he saved Santa Claus? There was actually a part where they're like, remember when he saved Santa Claus that one time? <laughs> but yeah, they, oh, and uh, uh, 
God. By that time that he saved Oliver, when you could see Oliver's reflection on the bullet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was great. Fantastic. Uh, when he saved Lana from uh, Ian Summerhall. Yes. Summerhalder. Yeah. Summerhalder. When he rescued Lex from the Low Bridge, the crash on Low Bridge. When he stopped the bus. When he saved um, the other Ashmore from falling off the bridge and then lost his powers to him. When he saved Lana oh, when from he the saved tornado. Perry White. Oh, Perry White hanging off the edge there. Mm-hmm. Um, the missile. The flood. Um. So much stuff saving Lois. Um, and then Clark realizes these were my trials. And Jarrell says, The final trial is upon you. Seize your destiny. And then we go back to the barn and he's in midair and he's just like, Oh! <laughs> and then he just turns himself forward, puts his fists in front of him like a Superman would, and just flies through Dark Lionel there, ex- completely obliterating him. Because these guys just need to get punctured with something and they just turn to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so freaking awesome. I don't even care. <laughs> I love it. That was great. Okay. Uh, and then we go to Tess and Lex. Oh, my God. Um, Tess walks into her office and freaking Lex does the chair spin. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and then he says, oh, oh sorry, God. Uh, she just says, "Do you did you know that I was your sister? And he was like, uh, yeah, that's why I groomed you and uh-huh. gave you this awesome job. Yep. I love there was a little bit of like payoff of like what actually happened in the background there, you know. But Lex mm-hmm. did know that they were brother and sister. They didn't have like a, a Jamie and Cersei thing or anything like that. You know? <laughs> um, and uh, he says, what do you want, Tess? And she says, something I'll never have. And he says, Clark. And she's like, redemption. And then he says, he gives her a hug. He says, I love you, sis. And then he shoves a knife through her stomach. It's a, it was a sword. Like he pulled yeah. a sword out of just nowhere. It I don't like know. Where, I guess it was in his eye or something. Yeah. I guess it was in his coat. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, those Luthers, they always have their, their blades. Weapons, yeah. yeah. And then he says, she's like, why? And he's like, I wanted to save you from turning into me. And Tess puts his, her hand on his cheek and says, it's too late. Clark already Clark did that. Clark already did that. Boom. And then she put nerve agent on his face. From Summerhalt, we remember Memoria and the green liquid and all that. Um. And it's like, and this is going to take away all his memories. Okay, why is it going to take it? Just because he knows that Clark is Cal Yep. Because we have yeah. to have, like you said, you you were saying, what we're seeing next is Superman comics. We're seeing Lex and Clark. Lex is going to go after Clark and all this stuff. But in the comics, Lex does not know that Clark Kent is Superman. Nobody knows that Clark Kent is Superman except for his like closest friends. Like Lois, really, at this point. <laughs> um, um, and I just love like the Michael Rosenbaum. Oh my God. Just the, how long, you know? And she says 30 seconds. And he says, what will I remember? He says, she says nothing. The world before this moment won't exist to you. And then she just and then dies. We, she dies. And then we see a montage of the beginning of the, oh, you know, yes. The- oh, the birthday party, all everything all the way through him beating on little, uh, Donnie, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my God! All of it disappearing, 
and just he's looking out the window, it's just blank expression on his face, and then lightning hits the Luther Corp building. And I don't know if you noticed, but it turned the sign into LexCorp. Oh. Yeah, it's like the like the support beams that were holding up the sign. Once they struck mm-hmm. the Luther part, the Luther kind of it left the L there, and the supports behind it looked like an E and an X behind it. So it's like mm. <sighs> so friggin' awesome. Because that was another like <laughs> question, like, oh my god, like what the hell, Clark? Everybody knows Clark is Superman, and he's not even Superman yet. Like, like. How I mean, his worst enemy is Lex Luthor. If Lex is going to be, Lex is going to know who Superman. Like, uh, how are you going to resolve this? Well, we got some neurotoxin. We we name checked like a an institute from an earlier season, and it all makes sense. Tess has got all this access to all the Luthor archives, or whatever. She would obviously know about Summerhalt, and uh, perfect. And just. Oh, we get Michael Rosenbaum and Cassie Freeman like one last scene together. The scene we've been waiting for almost as long as we've been waiting for Lex and Clark to have a scene together again. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, let me just talk about how awesome every scene is. And uh, we'll <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the Fortress of Solitude. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, can we talk about how uh, hot? Clark and Lois are in their after wedding attire. They never even got married, and they're wearing their after wedding attire and yeah. coming into the Daily Planet and like, <laughs> oh my god, they're so beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are pretty much gorgeous. If they dropped uh, like a dump truck of mud over them, they'd still come out like <laughs> that CW sheen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Fortress of Solitude. Okay, so Clark says, my strength is accepting my Kryptonian side. And Jarrell says, I'm proud of you, son. Any father can only hope he is one day humbled by the feats of his son. But it is your soul, Kal-El, of which I am most proud. And, uh, you know, it's like the soul, like the the strength comes from his Kryptonian side, but his soul comes from his, like, Earth side, like the, the... side raised by Jonathan and Martha. Yeah, because that's what I think that's been the problem this whole time. It's been Clark kind of conflicted between his two sides. Right. Between and then finally Jorel is pleased. Yeah. He's been a dick this whole time. <laughs> and oh, I'm pleased with you. Okay. I'm figuring Chloe hacked in, you know. <laughs> Change some code. And then the ice cracks. The ice is gonna break a dead zone quote um and then the costume rises from the ice and uh it is the superman suit uh that brandon routh wore in superman returns uh dc comics actually offered the show the christopher reeve suit um but brian peterson uh, was like ah it just doesn't quite fit into our world though yeah that would be too dated yeah uh, so Jarrell reminds him, remember your abilities are from my blood, but your time in Smallville made you a hero. And then we turn and we see Jonathan Kent holding the costume. And uh, by the way, John Schneider like had rallied for that. He's like, I don't care how you bring me back. I have to be the one that be, that is there to give Tom the costume. And uh, and I think, I think in Beeman's blog, he talked about how like John Schneider was going through some difficulties. He wasn't very... Specific about what uh, Those difficulties were But his direction was just Think about how much you love 
Tom Welling when you hand him over the suit. Like how much you care about this man, how much you wanted to be there for him. Like they really had the kind of like a father son relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I want you to like think about how much you how how much affection you have for Tom Welling and uh and so yeah, Jonathan says always hold on to Smallville. And uh I of course have that on a giant back tattoo um that <laughs> I got back in two thousand eleven. Uh <laughs> but uh, uh you know I, I I had to really think I was really wondering if you were kidding or not. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I was kidding. Uh, 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 no. Makes a lot of sense, though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. No, it's just a giant S shield on my chest. But whatever. I have to shave, <laughs> shave it. It's weird. Anyway. Um, do you have a tattoo? I, I actually do. I have a like a tribal tattoo that goes around my arm with a little yin-yang. I got it when I was like 18, and I don't even – I don't even like it. So. I know. That's what I am. My husband, he doesn't like his tattoo. Yeah. But advice for I the would, kids. Always hold on I, to Smallville. Never get a tattoo. <laughs> But I could see you having a Superman tattoo. I yeah, that I I would I would probably have no problems getting one at this point. Yeah, because I can see I can see why this show, uh, why you respond so much to to uh, Clark Kent to Superman. Oh yeah, because you're you're a very um, not cynical. Totally, uh, you have this. Um, positivity about your your outlook on things uh-huh. that is very much like uh superman clark kent that is the most the nicest thing anybody has ever said to me in my entire life <laughs> like i can see it <laughs> totally thank you wow I'm, I'm really glad that you responded so well to the show too because uh god if i had to do like a uh, I hate no, everything, you know. If I had to go through it, yeah, that, did, yeah. But if I had to go through talking about one of my favorite shows and people were just like shitting on it every week, that would really suck. If that was an experience I'd have. Anyway. You know, that would really that. Yeah, you were like, why waste your time podcasting about a show you don't like? Right. Anyway, uh, so. And then celebrate when it gets canceled. Yeah. Like, I mean. Anyway, if you know what we're talking about, you know. If you don't, don't worry about it. Anyway. <laughs> Back to Smallville. So Clark has the costume in his hands. He does the super crouch. The earth bends around him and then he flies up through the breaking through the, the ceiling of the fortress and tears off into the sky, turning into Superman as he's flying. And uh you know, at this point I'm just like <laughs> At least in two thousand eleven I was. Um and we just classic Superman Air Force One, of, of, of course, is in jeopardy. The plane is yes, he has the to sky. rescue Lois. Mm-hmm. And Lois, of course, is in a yeah. And uh, Lois is like being thrown around the cabin, and finally she's thrown into the window where she sees the love of her life, the man, uh, flying under the plane, writing it up uh, the the wings correctly, and then he goes up to the window, and these guys look at each other, and they just smile and. Again, the smile every time. I love it so much. Um, I just imagine being <laughs> in that relationship where, like, I don't know, you realize that the person that you're in love with is, like, a freaking god among men. And uh, and also, you know, on his side, just knowing that she supports him so thoroughly and believes in him. Um, that's amazing. Um, anyway, so... Lois then also takes her destiny where she's like, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to pick up the camera. I'm going to start a report. And then all of a sudden, 
the president steps out and she meets the president and she's about to get like a huge interview. Yeah, she's she is Lois Lane she's now. She's Lois Lane. And we go to Metropolis and there's Oliver and the rest of the citizens of Metropolis looking up at the hero flying through the sky and Superman pushes a goddamn planet out of the orbit of Earth. <laughs> Freaking Superman. Uh, <laughs> and these strangers, and these strangers, these people who don't know each other, and they're hugging, and I'm they're thinking, crying and kissing. You don't know each other. Yeah, I know. A little boy just stares up in awe. It's so perfect. Yeah, but he is, and that's because that's what Superman is. That's he is uh, hope for the next generation. Mm-hmm. And then we get the shot, like we see him pushing it, the Earth, uh, the, the apocalypse, like get out of here, pushing it, you know. Probably bouncing it off Saturn before it flies off in the system, the solar uh, out of the solar system, and there is just this one shot of Clark up in space, just the cape flowing behind him, and it's just yeah, like, the cape just looks twenty miles long. Yep. It just looks so <laughs> as <big>. it should. <laughs> <laughs> and there's our friend Clark Kent, who we have watched through ten seasons, just protector of the damn Earth, like, <laughs> like just the. Oh my god, amazing So uh, The show cuts to The distant future of 2018 <laughs> As Chloe Sullivan finishes reading the I know, I was book. like 2011 plus 7 equals 2018 <laughs> I'm so glad you figured that out Because it's just the best <laughs> um, And then um, Chloe finishes the comic book And of course the little boy Just like any other fan of anything they love is just like, let's read that again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chloe says, there's always going to be adventures for another day. And um, the boy stares at his arrows as Chloe closes the door. <laughs> um, and so we go to the Daily Planet and Lois has received like a little blue ribbon from Chloe. So, so it's something blue for her wedding. Okay. Stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop. Uh, <laughs> why did they take seven years to get married? That is another great question. Uh, my only answer is uh, well, I have several answers. A, um, Superman's busy. You know, can't get married. <laughs> He's been busy protecting the Earth, doing all the glad handing, being Superman. Um, also, I mean, it's like they live together. They're in love with each other. I mean, is there? I mean, I guess in. In some customs, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, they have to be married. But, I mean, I guess to them, they're just so into each other. It's not such a big deal. Also, I think it's, uh, you know, here's my third option. Um, You know, in the comics, um, Superman and Lois Lane don't get married, like, immediately. You know, they're married years after he's Superman. Um, so it might be that. So let's make it more more canonical. Canonical, yeah, yeah. With the comics, so they're older and been at the Daily Planet. And she's been in this job of being hotshot reporter mm-hmm. for a while. I mean, I expect that, that this has happened. You know, maybe you know seven times already. They've probably gotten to a moment where we're like, all right, we're going to do this finally, and then something mm, like you know, okay. freaking uh, uh, Metallo in walks into town, or you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, but this is classic Superman, which is funny to say because this is the future. 
We have we hear the voice of Michael McKeon behind a door screaming Great Caesar's Ghost as <laughs> We see uh the young boy that is now Aaron Ashmore. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen is finally here. Go ahead. See, this is why you don't bring people on too early yeah. because you have to retcon <laughs> things and and work so hard to make it fit into yeah. into place. It makes sense, though. I mean, yeah, now this makes sense, but having Jimmy, I mean. <laughs> <sighs> He's a, he's a big brother. He was a good guy. Uh, I don't know why his parents decided to name both boys Jimmy and then Henry James. Like, <laughs> they just love the name Jimmy, I guess. But, yeah, this is another thing where it's like, oh, we of course we had to go like seven years into the future. So that young boy at the funeral could grow up to be young Jimmy Olsen, just like cub, cub uh, reporter, cub uh, photographer. Um, so there's that age difference that they didn't think of when they first introduced the other Jimmy in like season six, you know, a lot yeah. of people were really irritated about that. Jimmy's not the same age as Clark and Lois. What the heck? But, but it was nice to see Ashmore again. Yeah. 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 It, and also it makes sense because we know that Aaron Ashmore has a twin brother. So of course, Jimmy Olsen's younger brother, Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> Looks exactly like him. <laughs> uh, we go to a TV broadcast. We have Lex Luthor's just been elected the president of the United States. Yes, it's not an election year, but who knows what happened? <laughs> yeah, I think somebody got impeached, and yeah, maybe you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe uh, you know. Some people like you know, like the Smallville wiki. I think said something like um, maybe they wanted to make Smallville like divorced from. The real world. Real the, reality. You know, yeah. I mean, that didn't bother me. I was still reeling from Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh. He's got the Lex, little newsboy oh. hat. <laughs> hey, yeah. Miss Lane. Miss Lane. So Lex is the president. Oh, a villain is the president. Mm-hmm. Oh, how how timely. Uh, it really, that's probably the one thing about this episode that doesn't make any sense, that a villain would be elected president of the United States. I just. Oh, no. How could, that's so unrealistic. Like a really rich Villain like Lex Luthor could be yeah, a really terrible person. Why would people fall could for really, that? That's stupid. I know. How could people be so stupid? I, I think that's ruins the, question, the entire show. The question that is on everybody's mind: How can people be so stupid and gullible? <laughs> is the most important question of our lifetime. Yeah, I know. Honestly, I'm glad it. I'm glad this is divorced from our reality because it is completely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, what morons would have this guy? <laughs> what a nightmare. What a nightmare. You would have to wake up to every day knowing that the villain of the story is in the White House. I mean, imagine. It's a nightmare every day. You know, people might have to go to therapy yeah. and get on drugs yep. to deal with the fact that people will be the killing themselves is, left and right. Uh, <laughs> the villain is in the White House. Yep. Running yep. the show. Yep. I mean, imagine the things people that Lex Luthor would do. Like. <laughs> May lose Facebook friends yep. because of it. Probably. People may have to. People may have to create new Facebook accounts <laughs> because the freaking person in the White House is a villain. I mean, it, you might as well because every time you look back in a Facebook memory, you go, "Oh my God, that was then. It was really important oh my, back then." Oh my God, <laughs> that doesn't mean you know anything what? now. We thought it was terrible back then. Look, <laughs> look now, there are children in cages. What, what, the, what the Lex Luthor would the, be a kind of person who would put children in cages. That would make complete Lex sense would, to anybody who liked Lex Luthor. And he Luther. would justify it, just like he would justify murdering Tess with saving her. 
Uh, stupid. Anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. So we then get the bum. Do you know a good therapist? I really need a therapist. I have a great therapist. I have a great therapist. Uh, you'd have to move to Vermont to see her now. <laughs> Um, all right, so we have bumbling Clark Kent uh, running into Lois, um, and he's yeah. Greg Beeman said that he uh, improved, uh, he ad libbed, yeah, all that, yeah, so cute. And she says, he, so he's like, yes, yes, Miss Lane, and she says, that's so hot. <laughs> oh, that's so adorable. <laughs> and then he's got the rings, but he snaps it away, and she's like, I've been ready for seven years. And then all of a sudden, somebody runs out. There's a bomb in an elevator uptown. Like, this is the reason why they haven't gotten married in seven years. is because they're about to get married. And then someone runs out and says something like that. <laughs> but he tells her, tell the minister I'm going to be a few minutes late. And then he walks up the roof. The John freaking Williams freaking Superman theme starts up. And Clark runs towards the camera and rips his shirt open. And then Hulu goes, up next, pilot? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> so that was the Smallville finale. It didn't take that long to discuss it, almost two hours. <laughs> All right. So did you have anything else to say about the pilot before we go into the extra stuff here? Extra stuff? We had well, extra stuff. Well, I mean, you know, the end of the season stuff, the uh, end of the episode stuff. I've got um, needle drops. I've got, yeah. What do you got? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, let, I don't know what to say. Well, we could talk more after after I do all this. Maybe I'll think of something more. Um, okay, so best needle drops uh, during both the reading of vows. Um, we had Sarah Bareilles' song "Breathe Again." That's on my playlist. Also, uh, we have John Williams, the prison yard and end titles. That's the, that's the music that plays during when Chloe is finishing up the comic. We have John Williams love theme from Superman. That's when Clark is showing Lois the rings in 2018. And, uh, then finally John Williams, Superman main titles when Clark whips open his shirt and the credits. So I have a completed playlist that anybody can listen to. It's called Smallville dash Robin's favorites. And it has yep. 178 songs, and it's all in chronological order, and it is one of my greatest achievements. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I fired that thing up the other day, and just, I was like, oh, man, remember, this is like when I saw, like, Old Spice Red Zone commercials, and <laughs> always hold on to Smallville. All right. Episode of the week. <laughs> Should it be finale or finale or finale? Uh, yeah, did we enjoy the wedding episode more, or did we enjoy the moving the planet episode more? Uh, so the first part with the wedding, I was and the parents and all that. I was in tears and uh, blowing my nose left and right. And during the second hour, where he embraces being Superman and is saving everybody, I was you know basically bellowing, jumping out of my seat, punching into the air. So I can't tell which is better. <laughs> They're both equally affecting and equally uh, just, I don't know, just an amazing, amazing finale to one of the best shows ever. I can't believe it's over. I feel I'm so full of emotion. I, I'm so sad, but so glad. I'm so glad it's over in a way. Yeah. 
In a way. In a way. But I'm also you're also it's also like oh no. Well, I guess you know, it's like Buffy. You can start it right back over again. <laughs> yeah. And go to it. Um but at this point you can probably be at the at the point where you're like, eh, I don't feel like watching that one. I know that one, you know. Or, oh my god, I'm gonna watch all the just the mythology episodes or whatever. All the just just the season openers and closers. iTunes had a great special that I bought, so I have those all the um, premieres and finales in HD format, like all of my iTunes ready to go whenever I want to watch them. Um, hmm. Yeah. All right, so um, we also do at the end of every season the episode of the season. So. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I don't even know I mean, there's Finale, there's Homecoming Those are the huge ones um, I'm trying to bring it up right now In Smallville Wiki uh, Oh, remember Jensen Ackles I wonder what happened to him <laughs> Anyway, bringing up season 10 <laughs> Okay, Lazarus, Lazarus Shield, Supergirl, mm-hmm. Homecoming Isis, Harvest Ambush, Abandoned Patriot, Luther, Icarus, Collateral, Beacon, Masquerade, Fortune, Sign, Kent, Booster, Dominion, Dominion, <laughs> Prophecy, Finale. Okay, what was Masquerade? Masquerade was when Chloe and Oliver were mistaken for FBI agents and Desaad gets at them and strings Chloe up. And uh, Lois is talking to Clark about needing to be more careful of his identity and he puts on the glasses at the end. Mm. Brian Q. Miller episode. I love Beacon. Oh, of I love Beacon. There's a lot of really emotional Martha and Clark stuff there. Um, should I step into the light kind of thing? All right. All right. So, I mean, Lazarus is great. Luther. Luther. Luther is great. Um, all, I mean, if it was just Luther and not Kent, or if they blended both ideas into like a double episode, I don't know. It was weird going back mm-hmm. to it in Kent. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of as the season opened, but Homecoming was epic. I loved Harvest, mm-hmm. where you know Clark and Lois versus the Village of the Damned. <laughs> it seems uh, Fortune, ba- of course. Fortune, one of the best episodes ever. I would love it if I didn't realize it would probably tax you so much. Is probably more than it would tax me to just come up with like a top five of the series ever, uh, <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of episodes to go through. So, if you listen to our podcast, you'll know every season what our favorites were from those. And just put them all together in a list, I guess. KOs! Oh, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I just like the fun ones. I like the fun ones. Yeah. I don't like the... I don't like the melodramatic... The... I... The the really dramatic ones are not mm. my... Favorite, and I love the dramatic and the lo- and the fun ones and the dumb ones and the great ones and the <laughs> everyone. They're all awesome. Yeah, it, season ten though. I mean, I think it was like Tim that told us it's kind of hit and miss, you know. Um, and when you look back on, it, you're like, oh yeah, there's some that I definitely would love to watch more than others. Um, probably more than any other season. So, I d- I feel like I like you know because everything is compared to Buffy in my mind. Mm-hmm. Buffy seemed to have. Um, I mean, yes, the like like Smallville, the the uh, episodes are standalone. Yeah, but there se- there seem to be more story arcs in Buffy and mm-hmm. less. I mean, just the whole season was a uh, very subtle arc 
in Smallville, but ma- mainly. I don't know. It's it's so true because I, it's so funny. I don't know if. But I'm, really, you can't say that they're very standalone-ish because if they were so, if they were really standalone, then you could move them around. Yeah. And not lose story continuity, and you can't do that. Yeah. It's funny as I'm watching Smallville and going through these 22 episode seasons while at the same time being super frustrated watching normal TV, like regular live TV and superhero shows like the flash and uh, legends tomorrow or what not legends tomorrow. That's a shorter season, but like a uh, um, Supergirl, you know, or agency like superhero shows in that do the same thing in the future. Smallville um, was able to handle the 22 episode season. Yeah. Where where these these days it's just exhausting watching twenty twenty episodes of a show. It's like they have this one great idea and they really stretch it out and they don't think about like like they're so afraid of quote unquote filler episodes where the filler could just be something great on its own. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just a fun fun thing. I wasn't looking forward to catching Romp. up on on Supergirl. Romp. I I like I'd, I'd catch the end of it. Right before we were, uh, I'd watch iZombie Live and I'd be like, man, they're still fighting this one character? They're still trying to figure out this one character's thing? And they're just going back and forth and back and forth? Now watching it, uh, I would have definitely taken like the ten episodes I had to catch up with and shrunk it down to the five at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but – and again, like I was just like thinking like how did shows like Smallville and Buffy pull it off? And it must have been just – they had more standalone stuff. Mm. You just don't seem to want to do that as often. Everything. Oh, God, The Flash this season? Did you watch any of that? I tried. It was all like they were fighting this great villain. But it was like every episode, they were just losing to the villain over and over. And they, they wouldn't go after Everything would be trying to stop this villain. Everything. And, uh, and, they, it, it, and But in the meantime, they were like, okay, well, we're doing more standalone elements because we're trying to find this one uh, – uh, Metahuman that obviously the main bad guy is going to go after to suck all their powers out of. And every episode they go, they discover the guy, the person, oh, it's interesting, new powers, yada, yada, yada. And then the thinker would kill him and take his powers at the end. <laughs> Just like mm-hmm. constantly losing battles over and over again. But same thing all the time. Anyway, not thrilled about the current state of TV, at least in the 22 episode, 23 episode category. Mm-hmm. Not thrilled. Anyway, <coughs> shall I go into? And Kate? so oh. many people, and so many people just say, "I am not going to watch this. I'm going to wait till it goes on Netflix." Yeah, but it's still like I would think to myself, like, "Oh, I'll just do that. I'll binge through it." It's still a chore. It's still a chore. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be watching so many other things instead of catching up on this other thing where I'm like I'm half interested, or I'm just like, "Come on, get to it." So I'm probably I'm I'm probably going to watch a lot less TV next year. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just going to stick to the procedure. Me too. And some good movies. Um, all right. KOs. Who got knocked out the most this season? <laughs> Lois. Lois. That's correct. Nine. Oh. Nine times she got knocked out. Well, you know, when your cast is so small, it's it's not hard to, <laughs> yeah. to, to look like, up and pick the right person. Who think got knocked out the most? <laughs> hmm. Who got the most screen time? Uh, uh, I feel like this was a very heavy Lois season. Yes, because this is the first time she was an actual uh, full-fledged cast member. She got all 22 episodes. Or 21, I think. I don't know. Um, Who do you think got knocked out the most out of the entire series? 
I don't know. Well, take a guess. I don't know. Take a guess. I don't know. I'm gonna pull. I'm know. gonna pull your arm until you take a guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Pick, like I don't know. Pick a character. Who do you think got knocked out the most? Was it Doomsday? <laughs> I feel like it's got to be a guy. Okay. Lex. Oh, so close. Lex got the uh, got knocked out fifty one times in this entire series. <laughs> but there was, yeah, there was one character that got knocked out fifty two times. Chloe. Nope. Chloe got knocked out a total of forty one times. She got knocked out twice this season. You just said her name. Lois? <laughs> yes. Lois got knocked out 52 <laughs> times. And imagine, she got started in season four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she missed like three seasons. I think Lana was like in third place, though, because of course, you know. Clark if got knocked out 40 times. If she she would have easily won. Yeah. Clark got knocked out 40 times. Chloe, 41. Oliver, 21. Tess, only 12. And Martha, luckily, only 14 times. She's been knocked out. <laughs> Poor Martha. <laughs> oh. Like she showed up for well, her first guest appearance in uh, season ten, she got knocked off by uh, Alexander Luther. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So those are the KOs. We did the best episode of the season, best episode of the series. I'm just gonna say it was fortune. Okay, and uh, <laughs> moving on, I have teasers for you. Because in conjunction with watching season 10, I also read the season 11 comics. So actually, instead of teases, I just wanted to tell you, because I'm sure you're curious and you probably won't ever sit down and read the comics. What happens in the comics in season 11? These are all written by Brian Q. Miller. So this is official Smallville stuff. This is canon. Okay. Should I tell you some stuff that happens? Are you interested? Are there epic uh, conflicts between Clark Kent and and Lex Luthor? Oh, Absolutely. Okay. All right. So I, I just wrote down a bunch of stuff as I was reading. Okay. Just to let you know. Uh, Clark is in full Superman mode and Lex is trying really hard to get his memories back. Um, mm. uh, spoilers. He just never does. <laughs> he just mm. never gets them back. But it's it's super frustrating. He ends up having, getting a uh, henchman named Otis, which I'm sure Brian Camilla is like, I'm going to give him an Otis, you know, from the movies. Um there's this great plot line where Lex ends up tagging Clark with radiation to track where Superman goes. So now in order to protect Lois, he has to like not live with her anymore and ends up having mm. to like live at the fortress. Um, that, ha- that ends up for a while. Also Lex, um, Lex is haunted by Tess. Like he keeps seeing her. Um, and it turns out like, it's like, um, spoilers for fight club. <laughs> it turns out to be like a fight club thing. Where like she would take over his body at night and do things, so he'd like get up and be like, "Who is messy? Who's like hacked into the system and done this and this and that?" It was Tess. It was always Tess. Lex Lex has Tess, Tess's personality inside of him, and eventually, Tess is then uploaded into the internet, <laughs> goes to Watchtower, and becomes like this naked hologram of herself that operates as Watchtower. And every once in a while, she'll, like, take over machinery and help Clark out. Um, and then by the end, she, like, takes over, like, an android version of herself. And it has a big T on the front of her chest. 
Okay. Now, okay, this sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. If we're thinking about it in TV terms. Mm-hmm. But in comic book oh, world, yeah. this stuff works. You can, you can make... The, it's amazing the difference in the comics. stuff. Just like how they say, you know, Watchmen is unfilmable. Right. It's because you can pull stuff off in comics that just works, and it's just like, oh, that was amazing. And then on television, it's like, you can't really translate that. Right, right. Like like V for Vendetta. Uh, I'll, I'll, I really like that movie, but there's like one part that I'm like, I'm sure this was great in the comic, in the, mm-hmm. in the graphic novel. But yeah. in the movie, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. I think the one thing I didn't didn't like about it was like the art style. Like everybody looked like their Smallville characters at the beginning, and then slowly, like the artist was like, I must have been instructed to be like, no, no, just draw them like classic Superman, like classic Green Arrow. You know, like they don't look like the the people from the T. Like Chloe looks like herself because you don't have a like DC Comics counterpart to draw her like. But um, yeah, hmm. um, kind of like how in the comic. In the show, uh, we see Clark flying and hovering above the Earth, mm-hmm. and then he like it turns into the comic that Chloe is reading to her little boy, right? And it looks more like classic Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Oliver and Chloe find a, a, a spaceship that lands in the middle of a cornfield that opens up, and it's Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Wait, this weird thing like what the what? Hell? Yeah. It's Chloe from like uh I think the the dark universe or whatever. There's this whole like impending apocalypse uh for season 11 where uh not not apocalypse like doom like dark side but um like uh, what's called crisis in the comics where like everything gets like, it, it it was the comics DC comics uh you know they get kind of written into a certain hole or something in a story like this ongoing story that's been going for 50 years we want to shake things up they do something like crisis where all the continuity is like thrown out the window and they the universe is kind of rewritten and uh um that's the impending uh threat like smallville everything everything we've ever seen in smallville is going to be wiped away and um um, so yeah, that's like the final battle at the end. But let me let me just continue. Um, Chloe's pregnant. Uh, Clark teams up with Batman and his sidekick Nightwing, who is actually Barbara Gordon, who would be Batgirl in the regular comics. Uh, Bart Allen dies after taking on a speed demon and protecting Clark. Um, Lois actually finds Lana playing uh, the superhero is uh, uh, Angel of the Plateau, and she's in Africa freeing child soldiers and like taking down like drug lords. And they both like end up fighting uh, Metallo when he shows up. Um, and Metallo actually ends up absorbing the kryptonite from her body, like absorbing her super suit. So Lana is just back to regular Lana again. But luckily, Brian Q. Miller does not bring Lana back to Metropolis to make her have like love triangle stuff with Clark and Lois. So <laughs> she just stays oh. in Africa. She's like, I will, I will just continue. I have found my calling. I will continue helping the child soldiers. <laughs> so whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, Clark and Booster go into the future. They find Kara there working with Legion. Uh, there's all these uh, this 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 planet, this other planet approaching uh, the Earth's future, which is the New Krypton, which is made from all the Kandorian clones that were 
somehow sent there and then somehow Doomsday is res- resurrected and he fights Doomsday again. Anyway, whatever. Clark goes back to D, uh, to the regular time. He goes to Washington, D.C. meets Diana Prince and they take on a government agency called the DEO, which is actually the government agency that Supergirl works for in uh, the Supergirl TV series. But they're kind of mm-hmm. – yeah. Anyway, the, the director of the DEO brings the Greek god of Hades to Earth. Clark and Diana uh, fight against Hades and Clark is there for Diana when she first suits up as Wonder Woman. Um, Clark talks to Jake Carrick, uh, the original Flash from the JSA, um, has him train the new Teen Titans, which is like Connor Kent, the Wonder Twins, Mia Dearden, um, McGon, who is like a cousin of Martian Manhunter, or not cousin, but like fellow Martian. Mm-hmm. Blue Beetle, they take on Ravager, which is like the daughter of Slade Wilson, there for revenge. What else? Uh, Zatanna teams up with John Constantine. John Constantine's now in Smallville. They fight demonic baddies together. Uh, Clark reveals to the president that he's an alien, which causes a huge uproar. And there ends up being a horrible thing where like a boy in a Superman costume is beating to death in an alley. Again, nothing that would ever happen in real life. Um, Mm. uh, Clark gets the Green Lantern ring, becomes Green Lantern for some time. And then Lex makes a deal with uh, these alien monitors that we're going to remake the Earth's history, you know, like the crisis thing. And then every freaking hero imaginable take on the alien invasion and make people believing believe again, yada yada. And season eleven ends, and um, the comic is not renewed for another season. So it's like a full season of Smallville that's just in comic form, and it's just the un- with an unlimited budget, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's all that happens in season eleven. A whole lot of stuff happens, and I read it all. I'm so happy to do that. I was getting the full Smallville experience. Listening to shoe, reading Smallville comics, doing all the research, watching all the show, talking about it every week. You could not do more Smallville unless uh, you went to the the set, the filming location. That gives me an idea. That's the only way you could do any more Smallville. Well, it's crazy that you'd say that because in October I'm going to Vancouver on and, vacation in a costume in a in a in a blur red blue blur costume. <laughs> Well, I'm waiting on that, but we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I am super psyched, and uh, I will share with our Facebook group and maybe even our Twitter like um, any sort of Smallville stuff that I find because, uh, yeah, I'm going to be there for eight days. I'm going to see all the different Smallville locations that – I mean the Talon, the farm, the Daily Planet, Mansion. the Watchtower. Yes, everything. Mansion might – might or might not happen. The mansion itself is like one day's trip. Like I have to like travel like for six hours to see it. Wow. Yeah. It's and then when I go to New York, you got to tell me where the ISIS foundation is. <laughs> That's right. Well, don't worry about it. You know, if you're in New York and you can't get a hold of me, just ask anybody on the street. Where's ISIS? <laughs> <laughs> They'll know. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Not in New York. No, thank you. It's funny. Uh, my fellow round three hosts, uh, Sheena and Derek, were talking in a group chat, and Sheena was trying to figure out a good trivia name for her U.S. history, uh, U.S. history trivia that she was going to. And I was like, "Why don't you call yourselves the ISIS Foundation?" She's like, "No, I'll pass on that." <laughs> uh, so uh, you said some kind things about me earlier. I just want to say thank you so much for. 
watching Smallville with me. Oh my god, it was like a dream come true. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's. <laughs> it, I had a reason to talk about Smallville for a year, uh, for hours on end. That uh, you know, <laughs> people are probably like signed off in season five. Like, wow, this is crazy. Um, but thank you very much for doing this, and that's why I say like. Whatever you want to watch next, I'm up for it. <laughs> okay. Do we want to watch The Handmaid's Tale? Do we want to watch Fleabag? It's up to you. We are trying to, to in full transparency to our podcast audience, uh, we have to finish up Angel Season 5 for Redemption Cast, which is like two episodes a week um, for next couple of months. Um so we are going to be busy with that and we're trying to figure out whether or not we want to watch something else alongside that or what. And if we did, it wouldn't be like really good. We don't want to wait fashion because we're already watching two episodes of something else. It's going to be really hard. So, yeah, that's why I think we should watch like a 30 minute show. So Fleabag, is that a 30 minute sitcom? Yeah, we could do that in a week. <laughs> it's like six episodes, 30 minutes. Okay. We could do that easily in a week. So you want to say like the next thing we're going to talk about is Fleabag and then we'll figure it out from there? Yes, let's do that. Because I'm thinking like Redemption Cast, we're going to probably have some scheduling conflicts. We might not be able to – we might might be off for a week from that and then we could do something else here. And uh, we and also- I want it – now I know that you wanted to put all this time and energy and, and all into Smallville. Yes. But from now on, let's just – Casual. Let's do it real casual. Just watch it, get together, talk about what was funny, what was yeah, this, what was that. I got to figure out a way to like take some notes without like writing down every detail because I'm also conflicting with a terrible memory. So I'm like, oh yeah, this happened because I'm reading it again. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot this happened. Okay, here's how I feel. Yeah, because I don't want this to be a lot of work. I want this to be just fun, right? And I know that you didn't think that. That small bill was work, but nope. <laughs> went to be light and fluffy and fun. Nope. And uh, you know the, I mean we're we're planning on uh, watching Veronica Mars in the future before we get back into iZombie on our iZombie podcast. So um, that might be something I put a little extra into. I'm gonna I'm gonna find some trivia. I'm gonna try to keep it keep it cash though because there are some episodes there's some weeks for what how I have Veronica Mars broken out that we watch like you know. Like six episodes, <laughs> just because I'm like we've seen we've both seen this before. We just want to talk about how great the show yeah. is, and yeah, we I don't have to watch it three times like I did the finale of right. Smallville. It's the promise. It's the promise we made to our iZombie listeners that and everybody got a season excited. Five, everybody is so excited. About yeah, that. yeah, I'm excited too. I can't wait to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Me too. But I didn't want to like jump into yet another. Like long, I wanted to do like short bits of this. That's what I pictured. Like after Smallville, we'd just be doing like these short seasons, shorter seasons, these streaming seasons that where they they stick to like six to thirteen episodes. You know, we could talk about like one show in like three weeks rather than you know three months. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll just say it's not going to be next week. It's not going to be a week after. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But the next thing in your feed, stay subscribed. Will be us talking about the first season of Fleabag, starring Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I've seen it. You haven't, right? 
I haven't. All I hear about is how brilliant it is. It's really funny. It's really dirty. <laughs> so oh. It, it should be fun. <laughs> uh, it's also really, really uncomfortable. I can't remember specifics, but I remember being like challenged and also like laughing and also, you know, like, who is this person? Because that was actually my first introduction to Phoebe Waller-Bridge was through that series because I kept hearing how great it was. So... Hey, hooray. So stay subscribed to our feed and we'll be back. And if you want to hear us on other places, um, we're going to be resurrecting Redemption Cast for one more season. Um, and meet up with us in New York or Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I'm podcasting about random nonsense on round three. Round three podcast, if you want to subscribe to that. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, I'm going to be guesting on my old podcast, The Defenders Podcast, talking about Episodes two and three of Luke Cage. Are you doing any guesting at all anywhere, or is this just your your thing and that's it? <laughs> I don't guess I'm guesting anywhere. Nobody's invited me. Uh, my feelings are hurt. You got to put yourself out there. This is how I have guessed it on like over a hundred podcasts. Like it's <laughs> probably two hundred <laughs> at this point. Uh, you just put yourself out there. You're like, I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna tweet it. Put me on your podcast. Yeah. I've got some time. Smallville's over. Let me guest on your podcast. And, uh, yeah. Obviously, John Lovett will email you. Um, who else? John Lovett. Yeah, for Lovett or Leave It. You're going to be on the panel, right? Oh, he w- yeah, he was in Nashville. I, <gasps> if I had known, hmm. I probably wouldn't have because I was busy <laughs> working, trying to pay for New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have went. So I guess you left it, huh? Yeah. You didn't love it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, folks, for sticking by. Imagine that we would talk for over two hours about <laughs> the two-hour finale. Hmm. Who would never figure it out? Uh, <clears throat> I just was distracted because I just saw Steph's tweet pop up on my phone. <laughs> Put me on your podcast. <laughs> she was not lying. <laughs> so thank you, folks, for sticking by. And thank you, folks, in the future, maybe the, the distant future of 2018 that is uh, yeah. listened. And we we look forward that. to hearing from you in the future about stupid stuff we said about Yeah, yeah. You're so wrong about this. What's up? Yeah, I'm sure I got a couple things wrong uh, even in this episode. So, uh, yeah, tweet us at we don't want to wait. We W-E-D-O-N-T-W-A-N-N-A-W-A-I-T. <laughs> also, join our Facebook group. Uh, you can look just look for We Don't Want to Wait, and you should find it. If you have a problem finding that, I think it's like facebook.com slash group slash Dawson's group. Dawson's group. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I could do We Don't Want to Wait. Um, but, uh, yeah, and of course, uh, El Robinero and Steph Smith on Twitter. And, uh, wow, it's over. We did it. We did it. Oh, my Celebrate. God. Celebrate. Woo. Uh, so hopefully folks enjoyed listening. Okay. The sirens are going off. That must mean that I have to go. <laughs> There's danger calling. There's a bomb in an elevator uptown. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>